Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. It's always that one time you need a defense attorney and you just don't know who to call, right? Well, I'm telling you, Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, he's the best in the business when it comes to a defense attorney. And he's a former prosecutor, so he knows the other side of the courtroom. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide, has handled litigation in over 19 different states. If you need Manny, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com. He stops by the show twice a month. Got any questions? Leave it on our hotline, 404-369-3825, or on our social media off podcastthebs.com. One of the great things personally that I love about Dave Flashner with Stockton Mortgage, and I know a lot of you that have gone to Dave Flashner with Stockton Mortgage, is that when his phone rings, he answers it. That's important. You're making a huge decision, a huge choice when you purchase a property, especially if it's your first property. Your hands are shaking. Dave Flashner is the guy to go to with Stockton Mortgage. Plus, right now, when you close your home loan purchase or refinance with Stockton Mortgage, you'll be automatically entered into a mortgage-free sweepstakes. That's one prize winner will be chosen to have Stockton Mortgage cover their monthly mortgage payment up to $2,500. That's $2,500 per month in 2023. That's awesome. How do you get a hold of Dave? 561-951-0984. 561-951-0984. Or you go to Stockton.com slash Dave dash Flashner. Stockton.com slash Dave dash Flashner. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the Square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., Offering virtual sessions. If you can't get to the Georgia stops, the website, markwelltherapy.com. Again, markwelltherapy.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right, there it is, episode 65 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors Studios, all sponsored by Stockton Mortgage. Dave the Flash Flashner waiting for you, 561-951-0984, stockton.com slash dave-flashner. Home loans, refinances, you do any of that stuff with Stockton Mortgage, you'll be automatically entered into a mortgage-free sweepstakes. One prize winner will be chosen to have Stockton Mortgage cover their monthly mortgage payment up to $2,500 per month in 2023. That's good news. There's Nader Taters, Vaders in Mexico. Hello, buddy. Hola. How are you guys doing? Uh, it's, a, it's a room full of... I don't, I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> the rest, packed. I don't know what the rest of that, there's even one, uh, one you can't see. I don't know what camera angles are going to be using. There's 
Let me go around and introduce everybody. Brandon is actually in the Golden Scissors studio. Hello, I made it. Yeah, made you, it back. You made it barely. We'll get to that here sooner than later. And then our new social media ambassador, Jill, is here. Hello. Hello. There we go. And with Brandon comes Deaf August. Deaf August is the first person to sit on the couch in the Golden Scissors studio and use the fourth mic. Hello, Deaf August. What's going on here? Yeah, the only problem is not only is he deaf, he's got no headphones on. So, Nate, you're going to have to relay everything to me to him. I, I, I did not. I did not plan ahead for 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 this. Uh, I was I was doing two million two million other things. So uh, so yeah. So any questions for Deaf August, Nate? You can either sign them to me, and I can relay. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Might be a might be a struggle because uh, he can't hear and I can't see him. So we're both we're both handicapped at this point. This is the this is the handicap show, isn't it? <laughs> this episode it took us sixty five episodes to get to the handicap show. <laughs> Um, thanks to Mac Development Group for sponsoring the BS here today. If you're looking to build your uh, cabin home, dream cabin home, or mountain home in Western North Carolina, you got to get a hold of the good folks at Mac Development Group. Let them be your one-stop shop. They're currently booking for full-time builds, and their team is going to handle everything for you. So I know a lot of people are doing this cabin stuff, and they're like, I got to go to this person, I got to go to that person, I got to go to this person. Um, they'll do everything for you from your land acquisition and designing to the general contracting and building MacDevelopment.com. That's M A C K development.com today starts a new era in the BS network, which is, I'm very excited about it. You know, so we've, uh, for the premium two percenters, you will have commercial free episodes. If you choose, you will have bonus shows like the newest one on Saturday week review You'll have access to the other three podcasts, um, which is the Clueless Twos, which is released on Sundays. The only Brandy and Lindsay podcast released on Tuesdays. Uh, Not your typical tea with Maddie D and uh, or Nikki D and Maddie. I keep fucking doing that. Um, but that's on Thursdays. And we'll have exclusive giveaways for you. Like today starts for the premium two percenters, you subscribers, the Brio 19-inch fireless or smokeless fire pit from Atlanta Grill Company. AtlantaGrillCompany.com. That is, if you're a subscriber, I have your email address. So you're automatically in the running for that. We'll have weekly giveaways. You know, Jill works over at Pontoon Brewing, and uh, Sean was nice enough over there to give us beer every week to give away. So, Jill, you're in charge of that, by the way. I got you. Yeah, I'm just going to. I think sh- I can handle it. Just going <laughs> to shoot you a message and say, "This person won beer. Make sure they get, it gets in their hands." All right. Uh, so that's cool. So that that's well, that's the subscriber version. Uh, we're giving you, I think, more than what we we're giving you before. Of course, you get all the episodes throughout the week, too. But now we're opening up to the non-subscribers. You'll have commercial episodes, which is cool because we've got great sponsors. We want you to hear them. We want you to use them. Um, and then hopefully you'll like the podcast enough that you'll want more and, and you'll subscribe. If not, you know, so be it. So I think, Nate, this is going to be good for us. Yes? Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited. I'm excited for the the next event. You know, we should be doing one in the next couple of months, right? Yeah, we're looking at September, I think. We're, we're trying to book a a band, a, a, a band of name, I guess. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you, but you guys at Pontoon have that, that br- uh, brownie bash, right? Yeah, that's in September, the yeah. end of September. So the end of September. So we're going to do the next podcast in pours the beginning of September. I just still haven't found the band yet. I've, uh, like I call, I was One of the bands I was thinking, I was like, wouldn't it be great to have Seven Mary Three? Uh, I love Seven Mary Three, Orlando band, right? 
the lead singer, right. Jason, Sigma Chi. And they're great guys, fantastic guys. I was like, are they even around? So uh, I called my buddy Crash, you know, Crash, the radio guy right. in Tampa. And he was, yeah. he was good friends with Casey in the band. And, and I reached out to him. I was like, do, do you guys still talk? And he's like, nah, I haven't talked to him in a minute. He's like, they all fell off the face of the earth. Like, you can't find them on social media. You can't find them anywhere. <laughs> like, Seven Mary Three is one of those bands that when you hear them on the radio or wherever, it, it, like, makes you stop and go, oh, this song is awesome. You know, Cumbersome or Water's Edge or any of those songs. Lucky. There's a great fucking band, you know? So, I, I think Seven Mary Three is out of the equation. <laughs> I gotta find Aww. another band. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> they're missing a couple members. Seven Mary One. No, they're missing. They're missing every member. Like I can't find any of them. None of them are so on social media. Like I can't find a soul of Seven Mary Three. But you know, I've reached out to a couple of buddies of mine that book and and seen if they could they could help out. So. Um, I don't know how much money Sean has to spend. I mean, I can get you a band for a hundred thousand dollars. That's not a problem. <laughs> what about earth, wind and fire? It's happening in September. And I think, I don't even know if any of them are originally more, cause there's been like 70 guys in that band yeah. and they are 70 also. Yeah. I think earth just died recently. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of them just died recently. Like your original member. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think there's only one or two left. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they'd be good. So now they just go by mud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. A uh, little bit of the aftermath. Oh, by the, by the way, podcastthebs.com. So for you new listeners and, and you want to know more and possibly subscribe or go to our merch store, podcastthebs.com, join our social media. We have a great, great community of people. And Jill uh, has just started talking with them. And you guys have been really nice to Jill. Which, they have been. Which is cool. Thanks, you were scared, weren't you? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. There's a little a, intimidated. There's a, couple, there's a couple snappers on there. They'll get you. They'll, I see. They'll come at you and like, hey, nice nice boobs. Or, you know, something <laughs> just take off color. They, they say that to Brandon, too, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> very true. So a little aftermath of the, uh, the, the, the vacation from hell. I, I can't stop thinking about this vacation and how bad it was. And one of the first thoughts that I that I that I came to to was I don't think I've ever had a bad vacation. I mean, even going back to like my college days when a group of us would go, you know, wherever road trip to Pearl Jam, road trip to Dave Matthews, uh, get on a cruise ship, head over to Mexico, Cancun, Cozumel for a couple of, you know, I don't I've never had a bad vacation. Have you ever had a bad vacation, Nate? Not that I can think of, but it seems like something always happens on your vacation. You're, uh, there's always a black cloud moment after every, like, you know, came to Mexico, Brandon showed up and was, uh, <laughs> I mean, he had to stay with you and, you know, having a hard time there. <laughs> yeah, but nothing like what happened in the Bahamas. I mean, that's, that's next level. Right. Well, I feel like it's been escalating because didn't she have a same issue last year? Well, uh, so with Snuba, yeah. So last year she went with us, and for those that don't know the story, I guess I should set this up again. But um, every year, my family and I take a trip to the Bahamas, and we stay at Atlantis, and it's great, and we love it, and we're addicted to it. And this year, it just went bad. Uh, I mean, from from day one, before we even boarded the plane, I should have turned around when. You know, the kids forgot my bag in my truck and I had to go back to the Fasten Park. I mean, that was the first red flag. And so two days into the trip, and then when we get there, night one, I, I or yeah, night one, I see they took Mississippi Stud out of the casino. I should have turned around then. <laughs> you know, that's, that's already two flags, you know. So uh, so on, on the Monday after, so two days into our vacation, we were 
there's three towers at Atlantis. There's the middle tower, the Royal Tower, and then it's bookended by the Cove and the Coral Tower. The Cove is like they have timeshares and stuff. It's a little bit more chill, a lot more chill, more adults, not as many kids, doesn't have the water slides and stuff. So we always go over there just to relax. The pool's great. And they have this little beach area, which is a cove, like literally a cove. And it's, you know, half moon and maybe the farthest out to the rocks at the end of the cove are 25 yards tops. Not a, not a big to do. You're not getting the current. You're not getting sharks. You're not getting any of that stuff. Um, so I was taking, we got out there. We hadn't been out there for more than 15 minutes. I just fell asleep. This is my MO to fall asleep in the sun. And we're tra- and that's another thing. It was raining every day. I mean, every single day, tropical storm rain, not, not, not like that cool tropical, you know, 20 minutes. It's gone. Fucking yeah. rained every day. I mean, it was the the storm that hit Mexico first. That I think Agatha. Yeah, yeah, we got the same thing. A little bit of rain, some storms. Yeah, not fun. Not fun at all. So I mean, it's just it's so. Fun. I'm like, oh god, so we're getting a little bit of sun, and I'm sleeping, and I and then I thought I was dreaming, but I'm hearing help, 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 help. I'm like, oh my god, and, and I'm like, is it a dream? I wake up, and my first thought is, it's a shark. And then I come to my senses because I'm blurry. I'm like, it can't be a shark. We're in a cove. I mean, let's the free willy shark and he jumps over the rocks. It's just not fucking happening. So then I, I first look for my daughter and I see my daughter and she's fine, but she, her face is stunned. She's like frozen. And then I see her other friend, same look on her face, but I can't find the third friend. Uh, and I'm like, where's Tatiana? Where's Tatiana? So now I start running down to the beach and I think Rach is already in the water or so she's already dead. We're trying to figure it out. And I see a group of people coming up from the water, carrying a lifeless body. And it was Tatiana. And I just freaked out and there's nothing I could do. I've never felt like so less of a man than that point on that day in my life. Uh, they put her on the beach. Thank God this woman was a doctor and she comes over and starts administering CPR, uh, doing chest compressions. And then the staff, you know, come out, some better than others. Uh, and then they started working on her, and she starts foaming at the mouth and going into convulsions. I'm literally on my knees. And look, I'm, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not the most religious person in the world. I consider myself very spiritual, fairly spiritual. Um, but uh, I, I start praying. You know, and I, I, I'm, I'm crying, like I'm almost crying. It was just, but I was so terrified. Who'd you pray to? I prayed to God. All of them? Yeah, every single one of them. <laughs> I, I covered Zoroastrianism to Taoism to Jewish to I, Muslims. I was every. I was like anybody. All of the above. Please hear me as I scream from the mountaintops. Save this girl. And so uh, then she spits up the water. I'm like, thank God. But then I'm like, all right. So what happens next? You know, is this like something that you can revert back? You know, in the movies, you see it, and and, and they and they're drowned, and somebody saves them. And they cough up the water, and they start laughing, and it's <laughs> just almost drowned. It's nothing like that in real life. This is the first time I've ever seen anything like this. There's nothing. It was nothing like that. And uh, you know, then we have to take her to the hospital, and they put her on this ATV golf cart with the big knobby tires, and it gets stuck, and we're behind it pushing it. All the guys are pushing. It's ridiculous. And then as they go off the beach and, and take her to the ambulance, we hear, help, help. And I'm like, oh, my God, now what's going on? I thought, you know, she went back in a shock or something. They ran over some poor bastard's foot. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
he was actually in the hospital with us. And I didn't realize, I didn't know it was the same guy. Rach told me it was the same guy. I didn't realize. It was very nice. I was talking to him a lot. I, I said, well, what'd you do to your foot? He goes, yeah, I broke my toe. I said, oh, man, how'd you do that? And he goes, ah, golf cart accident. And I was like, ah, it's nothing, nothing like the fellas getting drunk, playing some golf. He didn't say anything different. You know, so maybe he was embarrassed. But the poor bastard broke his foot, you know, or his toe. Um, so that's what happened. And then the, the, the next part of it is we spend the next pretty much two days in the hospital. We, I decided to take her to the uh, private hospital because from what I know, going there so many times, you don't want to go to the, the government-run hospital. And you check in Monday, they'll see you on Thursday uh, kind of thing. And then the bill was astronomical. If you go to the Bahamas, try not to ever go to the hospital. If you do get travel insurance, and I did have travel insurance, they won't do anything for you. They'll let you die if you don't pay them. That's just how they roll. They just, you, you can just, I saw a dude come in with an envelope of cash, save my wife, or, you know, it's like here. It's the shadiest fucking backwoods thing ever. Jesus. Yeah, it, it, it's horrible. So that's what happened. Uh, and then she was fine. You know, she we, we got her out of the hospital the next day. I won't go into the whole back and forth with the insurance and the financial stuff, but I did tell the lady, I said, you know you're a fucking criminal. There's no hospital in the world that charges $20,000 for one night. There's not one. It's impossible. There's no, Who the fuck do you people think you are? I was like, I know your doctors aren't that good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did they do to her? Uh, well, they monitored uh, her, you know, the oxygen levels. She had fluid in her lungs, obviously. Um it was more precautionary than anything else. And uh, so, I mean, she, she was only there for one night. But th it, is, it is customary to keep somebody that's had CPR administered to them overnight in the hospital. I mean, can you, like, can you imagine taking her back to the hotel room and, God forbid, something happens and we're on the 19th floor? Uh, you know, like, I, I, I asked the lady, I said, do you guys have 911 here? And she goes, we have 919. I said, does somebody answer? She goes, yeah, most of the time. I said, oh, that's comforting. And she goes, but you can also dial 911. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> Why do you have two numbers? <laughs> one for the private hospital, one for the government hospital? I have no idea. Uh, so so that was that. But, you know, since I told the story last week, you know, we talked about it on Wednesday show and Friday show, the, the, the DMs that I've gotten from you guys, you know, that, that have DM'd me, with similar stories have been jaw dropping, you know, because I do feel guilty. I, I don't know if, I don't know what you call it. If it's PTSD, if it's survivor's remorse, or I don't know what you call it. I mean, those things could sound silly. I don't know. But all I know is I was helpless and I, I did, I, I could do nothing. Absolutely zero. You know, I had a buddy of mine tell me um, the other night and said, you, you weren't helpless. You know, you, you handled everything at the hospital and like I was the secretary, you know, I, I took care of the finances and this, fuck that. You know, like I'm on the beach watching this child die and I didn't, I, I could, th there's nothing I could do, right? I mean, th there's other people administering, you can only have one person administer CPR and yeah. I would rather somebody, a doctor or the lifeguard guy do it than me, you know, even though I am going to take classes and I'm going to get really damn good at it. I think that was a sign for things to come, you know, like, Rach, I'll save you. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to know what to do. <laughs> I promise I'm going to know what to do. So, but it was, it was just a bad vacation. I mean, everything, everything about it was bad. Um, you know, I mean, not that that matters. The important thing is that she's okay, but it was like not the same afterwards. And we couldn't fly home 
for another 48 hours because of, of the condition. The doctor said, we don't want her in the air for another 48 hours. I was like, okay. So we stayed out the rest of the vacation. I was just sucked. I was like, am I the only person that's had this bad vacation? <laughs> like, is I, how, <laughs> I, I, I'm sitting there going, if you, you know, you, you wait all year for a vacation, like a family vacation, you know, you, you budget for it, you plan it, you get excited for it. The anticipation is off the charts. And then it's do or die once you get there. You make the best of the situation. And if it sucks, you're like, man, I waited, I waited 11 months and three weeks for this time in my life. And this is what happened. You know, like, now what do you do? You know, we were planning our next vacation before we even left that vacation to try to make up for that vacation. We're like, let's just take a trip down to Florida. Let's just get this. <laughs> and, and by the way, this time, Ariel can't take any friends with her. Okay. We're just going by uh, the, a lot. I was thinking about you a lot, Nate, about you going, God, she's taking a lot of friends with her, a lot of friends with her. And I'm sitting there going, I bet you Nate said to his wife going, I told him not to let her take so many friends. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that uh, in my head, at least until I knew everything was okay. But I saw some other two percenters posting that, that they thought the same thing. Um, so thank God she's okay, but probably a good reason not to bring other people's kids with you I, to I, another country. I, I'm, I'm glad that we can laugh about some of the stuff now yeah. because it could have gone a totally different way. And I mean, most likely we wouldn't be doing any shows. I, I, could, I couldn't go into a show and after that happened. So um, it, yeah. probably, it probably would have shut down the whole project to be honest with you. It, it, it was, you know, we, we got, we got home um, on uh, Friday and her mother was here waiting for her. And I was like, oh shit. You know, I was like, I, had you, had you personally talked to her yet or just Rachel? Just Rachel. I mean, they have the relationship. I'm, you know, I'm the dad, yeah. you know, so they, they have the relationship. And I, and I asked her, you know, and I, and Rachel was smart about it. You know, she didn't contact her. Here's another question. Let me, let me throw this out to you guys. If you're the parent of the child in said situation, would you want to know right out of the gates or would you rather, wait until there's something definite to know i think uh well, i mean i don't have kids so i'm just guessing but i think any emotional or parent that's thinking with their emotions is going to say i want to know right away but i think a level-headed adult would say wait till you have enough information so you don't freak them out agree um, when, when you don't know anything agree everybody yeah yeah because yeah, i mean if you tell them before you know too much, I mean, all they're going to do is just sit there and worry. They can't do anything. They're in another country. Exactly. Well, that that, that was Rach's brilliant mind working as a mother, you know, because I, I asked her when we were getting ready to transport Tati to the hospital. I said, have you talked to her mom? And at that time, she was coherent, but she she was very, she was much, she was out of it. And she just vomited again. She's like, well, I'm going to wait. And I was like, okay. You know, I, I was... In my head, I was wrong because I'm thinking, you know, I should call her right now. Um, yeah, because you'd want the same if, if Ariel had gotten something had happened to her, you'd probably want to know immediately, but it wouldn't technically help anything yet. Co correct. You know, it, it, it's like a it's you're a right, you're wrong situation. You know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, God forbid something were to happen, you call afterwards and like, why didn't you call me during? You know, but this case, she waited and told her the story and was able to put her daughter on the phone. And so we get home and, and she's here and, uh, you know, grandma's here, poppy's here. Everybody's here for my, for my party this past Saturday night for my birthday. And, and, 
we walk in and I'm like, all right, let's keep this upbeat. You know, let's, let's, let's all kind of have some laughs when we get inside. <laughs> I feel so bad for this woman. And so we, we get inside and, uh, you know, they're obviously embracing and hugging. And I think there's some crying going on and I'm bringing the bags in and, and whatnot. And then everything kind of settled down. And, and, and I asked her, I said, are you mad at us? And she goes, no, no, no. She goes, I'm thankful for you. She goes, if, if, you, if it weren't for you, my, my, my little girl might not be here. And I said, well, you can thank our daughter and, and the other girl for that, Mackenzie. It's like, they're the heroes because they're the ones that grabbed her. I was like, I, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I did nothing. And I feel so worthless and I'm so sorry. And she goes, you did not. She was like, you did what you could do and you brought my daughter home. So thank you. I was like, it made me feel better. But it's like, I'm sure if it happened differently, that emotion would have been, to, I mean, she wouldn't have been at our house waiting for us to say, Hey, it's okay. Accidents happen. You know, I know I would not. Yeah. That would end up yeah, pro- quickly. Yeah. If once you heard about let's say it was your daughter, would you have flown down there or what, what would you have personally done? Uh, yes. I would have flown down immediately. Like as soon as she put her on the phone, I would have, even if I had to rent a private jet, I would have flown down. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I would have been down there before midnight without a doubt, but that's me. Fortunately, I can do something like that. Um, a lot of people cannot for numerous reasons. So I, right. I, I get it, you know, and you just have to trust her. You know, we're, we've been like, this is, she's like an adopted child of ours. Uh, her and Ariel have been best friends since they've been nine, eight, nine years old. You know, so we've known the mother and the family and all that stuff. So we're very close to them. And this girl practice, practically lives at our house right now because of uh, some situations. But, you know, it's, it was just, you know, whatever. I still can't get over it. I still can't get over it. I couldn't do a fucking thing. <laughs> like, I just can't get over it. <laughs> you know? Is it, I mean, it sounds like a bad vacation, but it was it Brandon uh, getting held uh, held at the strip club for his, his phone, what was your credit card didn't work at the <laughs> Mexican strip club? Cards, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was can, bad. Can you imagine okay. if Brandon surprised me and he was there that day? I mean, <laughs> I, I, it would just out of emotion, there would have been no choice but to put a hole through his chest with my fist. <laughs> and just hey, be like, what's going on? Just blame him. Yeah, I mean, like, it's your fault. I know it's your fault. Leave me alone. Please stop following me around the world. <laughs> yeah, the crazy thing, though, would be if, if that happened, if Brandon did go there, he would have been the one to save her for some fucking weird-ass reason. You know, <laughs> he just, hey, guys, you know, I found, I found your uh, daughter's friend in the, the, the ocean here. <laughs> Yeah. He just come out of the ocean like uh, Baywatch. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. He, he just happens to be wearing red shorts with a white cross on the leg. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and you see him jogging down, and everything gets the slow motion. <laughs> he just happens to be an expert CPR person. <laughs> he's like, guys, I got it. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be just fine. <laughs> uh, so there's a couple other things about the trip that I, I didn't mention uh, last episode. Um, so I thought it was getting better. The day, see, she was in the hospital Monday, and then she got out Wednesday. And so I think, yeah, she got out. No, she got out, she got out Tuesday. Monday night. Yeah, Tuesday. She got out Tuesday. So Wednesday, um, we, we go to the gym. We'll go get up, and we'll go downstairs to the gym because it's great. You know, like you get on, do some cardio, and you just look out, and you see the ocean, and, you know, and it's a decent gym, you know, so it's okay. But you want to get a good little workout in before you start your day and feed your face some bullshit food. And so we, we're there, and we go over to the, we go over to the squat machine. Getting ready to do some, hey, we weren't doing squats, but we were doing curls. Anyway. 
So we head on over to the squat, but we had to wait because there is this couple there, fancy pants couple, you know, where the wife is wearing a little midriff gimmick and everything's real tight and the yoga pants and it kind of matches, but it doesn't match, but doesn't, it kind of screams, look at me, but don't look at me too much because I got a husband and I love my husband, but I do like eyes on me. You know that outfit I'm talking about in the gym? Yep. Okay. Got it. Jill, you know that outfit, right? I know that outfit. You know that what outfit. is a midriff? That's uh, what she's wearing right now. One of these. Oh, I thought it was a crop top. Same thing. S- same thing. Oh. Or a half shirt, even. A half shirt. Yeah. I like that. Like yeah. a half shell. Yeah. Or a small shirt on a large person. Yeah. There yeah. you go. <laughs> it's a bunch of different names, you know? Yeah. So we, we go over there, and I, I said to the guy, as I was like, you guys done? He's like, yeah, we're done. So we start, you know, going over there and doing our thing. And I see on the bar of the of the the squat rack two uh, wedding ring two wedding rings you know the, the the engagement ring and the wedding ring big fucking fat diamond too that damn thing thirty to fifty thousand dollar ring easy I mean it's my man had some cash for this chick right and for a split second I said you know what I could pawn this <laughs> I'm not going to lie for a split second. I was like, but you know what? I've had so much bad karma so far in the last couple of days. Get a little bit of good karma. You know, this is going to help me out in the casino tonight. I know it. So I, I, I took the rings and I went back over to the guy and I said, uh, are, are you done uh, over here? And he goes, yeah, yeah, we're done. I said, no, you're not. You left something behind. He goes, oh, did I not clean up the weights? Which I appreciated. And I said, no, you left your wife's wedding rings over here. He goes, oh, shit. Thank you so much. She leaves these things around all the time. I just wanted to say, probably because she's fucking your best friend. <laughs> and and he takes them, and I said, hey, dude, dude, don't say I got them. Say you got them. You know, you're the, you're, you're the hero. That's what you do. You know, she's going to owe you for the rest of the trip. He's like, yeah, you know, the fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang, bang, <laughs> fella, fella, talk. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he ever gave them back to her at the gym or what, but that bitch never said thank you. She never came over to me and said, hey, thanks for finding my really expensive wedding rings, my diamonds. He just, he, he, he kind of was just like, Hey man, appreciate it. It wasn't like a big thank you. Like if I, if somebody would have done that for me in the gym, I would have probably been like, Hey, can I buy you dinner tonight? You know, yeah, or something, you know, cause you, you, you just saved me 30. I mean, I'm sure you have insurance for it, but still it's a pain. You know, you want the original. She didn't even say thank you. I was kind of pissed off about that. Ruin the whole moment. Yeah. But I thought you told him not to tell her that you found him. So I, why would she tell you? Thank you. But he, but the, I said that, but he's not supposed to listen to me. <laughs> I bet he took full credit. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, you know, it's one of those things, you're right? You know, where you say, like when women say, don't get me anything, what do they really mean? Get me something. Yeah, get you something. Get me something nice. Yeah. You know that? Did you know that? <laughs> no, I did not. That's did what you? that means. I would have just not got you anything. Learn it. <laughs> Memorize it. Write you, it down. You, you can't do that. If they say, don't get me something, that means get me something extra. Get, get you everything. real good. Everything. Get, everything. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You ever, you ever had a guy do that? And you're like, oh, just don't get me anything. And he literally didn't get you anything. And you're like, fucker. I'm- yeah, and that's why we're not dating anymore. <laughs> Was this your ex? <laughs> Oh, he just didn't buy anything? Yeah. Ever? Well, no. I mean, a little bit, but that was, he was very bad in that department. How long? I got to stop talking. He might listen to this. Well, no, that's the whole <laughs> point of this. Yeah. So, so how long did you go out with this guy? Oh, God, four years. Well, that's a long time. It's a really long time. Thinking but about finally, marriage, could, right? Uh, yeah, we did a little bit, but I mean, I. Did you live together? Off. Yeah, we did live together. Wow. So what was the, uh, what was the end all be all? Um, honestly, oh, he quit his job. Mm-hmm. What did he do? You don't say where he worked, but what did oh, he do? Oh, he was just like a consultant or something. Mm-hmm. But he quit his job with no backup and no money in the bank. Mm. 
Yeah. So that was a quick, like, now you got to go. Yeah, but you should love him for who he is, not how much money he has. No, of course. I loved him for, for who he was, but what then do you think I was Bra- What do you think Brandon's pickup line is? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> love me for who I am. Please don't ask me for my bank account balance. Please don't ask me for my bank account balance. <laughs> and, and you just broke up with him because he didn't have a job? You didn't have any money? No, I mean, there was a bunch of other stuff, too. Like, I mean, oh, God, the list. No, well, he did at the beginning of the relationship. <laughs> but I had to get over that. I mean, I was willing to forgive and forget. I'm a nice person. Well, because you weren't serious at the beginning. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And we lived in, he lived in a different state at the time. I was like, okay. And then he moved back for me, so. Did you know the girl? No, I didn't. Did you see a picture of her? No. No. I, I wouldn't have wanted to see a picture. Well, well, actually, all... it probably would have made me feel better. Yeah, you, you want to, you know, if, if they cheat down. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. You know, you're like. Yeah. yeah, they usually don't cheat up. Yeah. So, so, so did you break up with him? Yes. You did. Oh, How, yeah. How'd you do it? In person? Yeah, in person. Yeah. It was. We just got into a big fight one night, and I was like, you know what? I can't do this. But the funny thing is, we continued to live together for another ten months. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. I lived my first That's girl. First girl I lived with. Um, we. I met my first wife. We were breaking up anyway. It was done. But then I met my first wife during that time, and I had to move the girl that I just broke up with, broke up with her at an Olive Garden, um, wearing two different colored socks. Never forget that night. Never forget. <laughs> and I had to move her into the guest room because I, I'm, I'm a very loyal person, you know, and I, I, she was trying to seduce me, which was weird because that really wasn't her M.O., but she was like, you know, she'd walk in, take our clothes, you know, take her towel down, and she's naked, and she'd be like, just for good time's sake, for no strings attached, those kinds of things. And I'm like, this is like a movie. Yeah, I should fucking take this girl up on this offer, right? I mean, but I just couldn't do it. Because <laughs> like, I'm a good guy. Right. That's what good guys do. All right. I don't know how we got there, but. I know. <laughs> oh. So that guy's out of your life? No, we're still friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, the the prize thing. That's what we got there, right? The prize. So, uh, yeah. It was so, a rabbit hole we went down. Yeah, the, <laughs> Oh, when they say don't get you anything, and then you're yeah. supposed to, though? Get them something, yeah. Okay. So I got no Here's thanks for that. Um, we did the straw market while we were there, you know, because you got to do the straw market. And the the kids... What, what do you get there, usually? Straw market. Bullshit, you know? I mean, it... Scarecrows. <laughs> yeah, well, no. Bags made of scarecrows, or hats made of scarecrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The straw market in the Bahamas is just a bunch of booths set up by the locals that they claim they make everything and they don't make any of it. You know, you go to every little thing and they're like, hey, come over here. This is, uh, I just said, uh, in the first person, new deal. It's, uh, this is, I got deals today. I got deals today. These are handcrafted uh, bags or, you know, I made these myself. I mean, and every booth has got the same exact one and they all say the same exact thing. You're like, Shouldn't you guys like unionize and get together and work out a game plan? There's no way people are that stupid to realize that, you know, they're going to shop around a little bit. They're going to find the exact same fucking bag and their lady's going to say the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> and you're gonna, then you're going to be angry that you're lying. You know, so the, the trick of the trade is you buy numerous items at one booth because you can you can have you can you can haggle. You can negotiate when you've got numerous items. So, um so, uh, the, the, who's that my phone? Yeah, my phone. So the, the, the kids didn't go with us. Uh, they, uh, they, cause Tatiana was tired. I was like blown away that they didn't want to go with us. So I was like, I'm going to go, you know, cause I just, we need to get out of this hotel. I just need to get out. So we go down there, you know, and Rach is buying tons of stuff for people, you know, like just buying bracelets and bags and shirts and all kinds of stuff. 
and I, and I get to do the negotiating. I love to negotiate. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's like why I go to the straw market just to negotiate with these, these individuals, but you know, you feel bad because they're trying to make a living. I and mean, it's a very poor yeah. country. <laughs> very. And, yeah. You're like, I love to go screw poor people out of their money. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to screw, they're trying to screw me yeah. out of my money and a lot of it. I mean, like some, they'll start at like $80 and we'll settle for 20. I mean, there's a, yeah. that's a big difference, you know, it, it, amazes me it's it's almost the same thing like in mexico you know you have so many there's a lot of poverty in these countries right but the, the tourism is is big is huge and tourists don't you know most tourists are not cheap they're going to go down there they'll they'll throw an extra couple dollars your way and definitely in mexico where the dollar is so much more than the peso the bahamas it's even money but you go down there these people are making at least like a thousand dollars a day where the fuck does all this money go? I don't understand how you, how the, how the country could be so poor when everything is so goddamn expensive. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't well, make any sense. I mean, at least at least here, this is a, a small area of of the entire country. But yeah, like in the Bahamas, it's it's the whole island is basically a tourist trap, right? Uh, Nassau, yeah, yeah. There, there's a part of Nassau where you know there's communities and schools. So there's there's the local side of it. There's there's a very uh, high end community um, on the other side of the island that you know Americans and stuff will buy their second home, their vacation home, or something over there. Oh. I was I was gambling with a guy about my age, wearing a fucking killer shirt with like it was like skulls and milk cartons or something. I was like just the oddest combination. Like oh, milk bone. It was, it was the weirdest shirt, but it was so cool. And, and you could tell, you know, the guy had some money. He wasn't a douche or anything like that. We're just, we're gambling and we're talking. And he, uh, he said he sold his tech company a couple years ago and decided to, because he sold his tech company because he fell in love with Iowa. That's not <laughs> something you hear all the time, right? And so he moves yeah. his family to Iowa and we were talking real estate with Rage. Iowa. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I bought this house for like 1.1 million dollars i mean which you don't have to be crazy rich to have a million dollar house but he's like yeah i bought it for it's like worth like six now he's like oh really it's like so so you staying at the hotel he's like now nah, we got a house over and blah 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 like on the island so <laughs> <laughs> like, we come down here you know for a couple weeks at a time like this is one of those nerds that wrote some kind of code to make some avatar jumped through the moon and now he's got billions of dollars you know because he sold it <laughs> off or something um so the, the straw market experience was good. I will. So here's another question for you, Nate. Anytime you've been on vacation and you're getting ready to go to Greece, right? Uh, yeah. In September. Oh, before I forget, we talked about this on, I think Friday's show, check your credit card for the, for the travel insurance. Uh, most likely it does not cover medical. That's coming from a third party. You'll get tricked. You'll think that you have, it'll say you have travel insurance and what you do which will cover like a lost bag. It might cover your cell phone if it's lost. It might cover if uh, you have to stay an extra night or something like that. But it's not going to give you medical. I promise you. I've got. Oh, a- yeah. I didn't know. I just, I was asking you because I know they do have uh, like travel insurance on credit cards. I just didn't know what it covered. Yeah. You can buy the, the it's, it's going to be a third party. Like the one that I got was through Alliance. Uh, and, but then I got that through Delta. Like when you buy your ticket on Delta, it gives you an option. It makes it very easy, but most credit cards, I know my Amex has, you can purchase the medical part of it. It's called global medical insurance. 
Uh, and it's just extra. It's like 100 bucks a person. So check that before you go to Greece. Get your travel insurance. All right? Tell yeah. me. How much did you get? Do you know, like, what it runs? Is it by per person or trip or what? It's by per, per, it's per person. It's like $112 a person. It's not bad. Oh, that's not too bad. No. It, it, it just saved me 20 grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In that regard, it, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. That, that, that was the most I wanted gambling the entire trip. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a winner after that. But here's the other thing is I can't remember any time I've been on a vacation and witnessed an injury. You know what I mean? Like, I just, mm -hmm. I've never seen anything like what I went through on the beach with Tatiana. Uh, I, I've never seen that in real life. And then I've never seen injuries. It was the weirdest thing after this happened on the beach. I witnessed two other injuries, like fairly serious injuries. One was um, I was leaving. We were leaving the uh, the. I was leaving the gym. I, I think I went by myself. Yeah, that was the day she was still in the hospital. So Rachel's still with Tati in the hospital. And I went to the gym by myself. And as I'm leaving the gym, I see uh, you know ER person, staff, whatever at the hotel, uh, taking care of this young boy who's like in fetal position on the ground with his mother, you know, stroking his hair on his head. And he's like all different shades of red. And I don't know if he passed out, he tripped and he fell or something, but it looked fairly serious. And, you know, of course, worthless Jason can't do anything. So, I mean, what do you do? You just walk right by, you, you know, I didn't even say anything cause I didn't want to get in their business, but you know, again, here's the day after I fucking worthless again, I can't do a thing. Um, so that was, that was, that was the next day. And then the next, it was the next day of the day after we were going to dinner and we're outside of our tower and we have to walk over, but we're going to take pictures. It was actually pretty decent outside. And so we walk over this area to take pictures and there's two sets of stairs that kind of come around and go up and I, I'm looking over. So I watched it happen and again, I thought of you, Nate. I see this middle-aged woman wearing kind of a swim trunks, moo moo deal going on with her daughter, and she falls up the stairs. Oh shoot! <laughs> yeah, oh. it happens. Yeah, <laughs> she falls up the stairs. <laughs> it happens. But she she fell up the stairs where the top, unlike your situation where your hands got caught in in between the steps, which made you know you push back all your fingers. She fell at the top of the step, the, the step. So it was flat and she hurt herself pretty good. I'm like, this is the one I'm going to be helpful. This, I'm going to be able to do something here. I prize like I can, I'm going to win the day. So I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, Superman run over, I run over, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Are you okay? Are you okay? She's like, yeah, I just fell. It's no big deal. I'm like, shut. <laughs> can somebody get fucking injured that I can help them out and save their life? Please. For the love of God, I feel like I have no penis. Please, somebody do something about this. So that was uh, injury after injury on the trip. So I don't know. A lot of injuries. Um, everybody's have you, What's have you yourself ever been injured? No, that's what I'm saying. I, I've never I've, ne I've never been injured. I've never that I can remember. Um, I, I don't know. I've never been on a vacation where it's been cut short because of something. You know, I've, I've just never had any drama like that. I know, shocker, yeah. but yeah, it's, it, and this was, the entire week was fucking filled of it. It was crazy how much it was filled with just bad stuff. Uh, I mean, uh, like the highlight is me finding these people's wedding rings, but even that was shitty because they didn't thank me. 
You know, <laughs> there was no sun. There was, it was raining every day. I got my ass handed to me in the casino playing a game that I don't even enjoy playing. You know, spent two days in a uh, hospital uh, negotiating with these people to not charge me 20K, you know, which I failed at doing. Um, so I go to the straw market to, neg- to, to, to win a negotiation and I might have won a little bit there, but not much. You know, so it was just one thing after another, man. It was bad. So. Yeah, I think the worst thing I've seen on vacation wasn't me, but it was when we used to come here to Playa del Carmen when I was in high school. Uh, we'd come with another family friend of mine and his family, and we would go to actually it was we went to Shellha where where we took you guys to go snorkeling and everything. And my buddy had a little uh, little sister that was maybe like eight, and she made friends with another girl that was about the same age from Canada at our resort. So we were going to Shellha and, and uh, my buddy's parents wanted, uh, you know, her, their daughter to have a friend. So they're like, hey, do you mind if we bring uh, this other little girl along with us? And we're like, no, no, no problem. So because we're not far, you know, it's 20, 30 minutes away and we're there and we all decide to do the, the swimming with the dolphins thing. So we're out there swimming with the dolphins and it's do, the dolphins doing the thing where it jumps over the people and, it, you know, gets up on his tail and it's going by and everything. And I see this big splash out of the corner of my eye because I was kind of just swimming around. And I turn around and I see the tail come up and it hits that little girl right in the fucking face and (laughs) knocks her out cold. And so I just hear all these people screaming and all the lifeguards just start diving in the water. And this girl is floating face down in the in the dolphin pool. Wow. Um, So so they they got her out kind of very similar. Like they got her out. She wasn't not breathing or anything like that. But my buddy's parents had to make that call to to this little girl like, yeah, your daughter's got knocked out by a fucking dolphin. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Uh, I had a buddy get uh, knifed by a stingray. That's, I think that's Ooh. the extent of the thing. Steve Irwin? No, he got it in his foot. Oh, yeah. Oh, it geez. didn't go through his heart. Oh, and I, now I remember why the dolphin hit her, because she put her finger in its blowhole, so don't do that. <laughs> well, they tell you not to do that. If you ever do the dolphin excursions, because they're horny, dolphins will hump you. Dolphins, yeah. will, dolphins will bang human beings. They, they're, they're horny creatures, and they like it when you, you touch their, their naughty spots. Like, they tell you oh, not yeah, to touch them. They'll hump you, yeah. Yeah, they'll get you. They're aggressive, too. Have you guys ever fucked a dolphin? <laughs> no. No? Okay. Not yet. August? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> it was that one night, yeah, a long time ago, though. I was drunk. I was like, whatever. Uh, I wrote down they yell at each other. I don't know what that was about. I forget. Oh, the, the locals. They all yell at each other when they're talking. Didn't you ask me that when I was there? You said, like... They, yeah, I asked what, like, do they have a, a certain language or a slang or something? Yeah, it's yell. They just scream okay. it. It sounds like they're they're always angry. They're always yelling it. You know, like, if, if they if they want something done, you know, they're like, no, man, you just got to go over there and do that. What are you doing? You know, it's like, I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> Jamaican? But, yeah, it was, it's a little mixed. Caribbean, you know, whatever the Caribbean is. But they, they yell at each other. That, that was the other thing that I had written down. Oh, and then the last thing. Here's the here's the top it all off. So <laughs> this girl's done this before. So one of her friends, she's a little petite thing, but she eats like a fucking truck driver, right? And we go to this. This is the first night we're out, and like Tati. Wait, what do you mean? She she eats a lot, or she's like messy? No, she eats a lot. She's not messy, but she okay. She, she eats a lot. I just picture a truck driver trying to eat in his truck, and there's like food everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she's like a big mm, that kind of thing. And so 
she's done this before. You know, I think you remember this story because I told her on the radio show. And, you know, it can get expensive, right? I mean, I know the parents gave us some money and, you know, it's it, it's fine, but it's kind of a thing like when you go out to eat and you got five people there and, you know, I'm not ordering the surf and turf. Now, if it were just Rach and I, I might order the surf and turf, especially if it was an occasion. But I'm going to order like a mahi sandwich. I'm going to go to the sandwich part of the menu. I'm not going to go to the dinner part of the menu, right? And then right. We, we also decided that on this trip because we've, in the past, just wasted so much food. You know, every time you go out, if it's three people, especially if you have these damn frozy drinks that the kids love, you're looking at two to $300 a meal, right, for everybody. So it, right. can, it can get expensive. So I was like, you know, I told Rach, I go, every time we just waste all this food and we can't take it up to the room, uh, even though we did take spaghetti up to the room and she ate it cold after a drunken night in the casino, which I thought was really classy and cool. <laughs> so I like her style. Yeah, yeah, she likes snacks. So so I was like, let's let's do like a salad. We'll do some conch chowder, some conch fritters, you know, some little picky foods, and then we'll split the meal, whatever it is we decide we want to split. We'll split a hamburger because it's more than enough food for us. Why waste this food, right? And I told the kids to do the same thing feel a little cheap, but it's common sense, right? You're not going to, these girls are not going to eat a $60 meal. You know, they're going to, they're going to have a couple bites and then they're just going to waste it. And they don't understand, they, they don't comprehend this stuff because they're kids. Uh, yeah, it's our fault, but they, they just don't comprehend these things. So we're out. I order like a sandwich. You know, Rach and I split a sandwich. We have a salad. Um, Arielle, she orders like some conch chowder. That's all. Tatiana ordered... I think like a salad or something. And I was like, oh, okay, we're good so far. <laughs> we're, we're good so far. We'll get to our other friend. She orders a fucking steak, like $65 steak. <laughs> the woman knows what she wants. Like a six, I'm like, what are, what are you doing? Like, I almost said something. I'm like, what are you doing? And I would embarrass my daughter and, and I would have got yelled at by Rachel. But is it, it's like, what are those, is, is that? That's something that's taught, especially for women. Don't we, shouldn't women know not to order the most expensive thing on the menu? I always order the steak. Do you really? I love steak. Yeah, that, oh, it's like a Surf rule. Yeah, even they, better, especially yeah, on vacation. Especially. Let the woman live. No, no. I mean, she's not my girlfriend. She's a kid. She's a teenager. <laughs> Let the girl live. You eat the off of the chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. That's what you eat. You know, but she starts it down, medium rare. That was going to be my next question. Was it medium rare? Yeah, medium rare. I mean, like, she grew fangs in her mouth, <laughs> and she got on all fours and just started. <laughs> Did she eat all of the steak? Yeah, all the plate and everything, steak, and just finished off. She's, she's got a crazy stomach, you know, but but there's just like a thing. I remember I, years ago, I mean, in my 20s or something, there's this girl that I really dug, and it was like a summer fling, and I finally got her. We hooked up the night before. We stayed out all night and uh, and whatever. And then the next day, I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna go out, you know, and get some dinner or something." And then she shows up at my house late, like nine or ten o'clock. And I was like, "What do you want to go eat?" And she was like, "Let's. You want to do some sushi?" I was like, "Sure, well, whatever." So we go over there. And this bitch is ordering lobster sushi. I mean, like you know, I had maybe twenty dollars to my name. And we're going out there, and she's ordering lobster sushi and. Golden lobster sushi and diamond encrusted lobster sushi. I mean, everything that was expensive at the bottom of the menu. And I had to break it off after that. She was like, you, you want to hang out some more? I'm like, nope, you're too expensive for me. 
Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, they're kids, but they obviously, they don't have the same upbringing like we had. You know, we started working younger and had our own money, go to the movies. You might only have 10 bucks to your name. Uh, but the, the kids now, they, they have their, you know, mommy and daddy's credit card in their Uber and in their, um, you know, fast food and Starbucks apps and everything like that. So they, they've never really been taught what the the procedure is when somebody else is buying your meal yeah you i agree though that's a, that's a little pricey I, I love i love hearing nate talk like this this is this is this new name uh, this older mature <laughs> nate i love it back in the day he was just like you know let them be what they want to be that's just how it is now he's like his kids back in their day i love it i love it i love this mature new common sense realistic making not common sense, Nate. I just like it. I think it's great. Now I got to deal with this dumb dumb every day. You know, I got I got a new Nate twenty years ago. I got this guy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, all right. So that was the trip. Trip's done. Any questions? <laughs> Are you going back, or is it a no. new destination? Are you scrapping the Bahamas and going to the Dominican or something now? I don't know what we're going to do, uh, but we're not going to go back there. Most likely. As of yeah. right now, I mean, I got some time to think about it, but you know, I love the Bahamas. I love the Bahamas. I love going to the Bahamas, but you know, you take my game out of the casino, that plays a huge factor. Like, you know, if I'm going to lose money, I want to lose money playing my game. You know, thank God I did not have to go to the ATM because until, I didn't realize this until we left and Rage pointed it out. My bank's no longer there at the hotel. So, like, my bank was across from, from Atlantis. You know, I, I, like, if I ran out of money and I had to go to the ATM, I'd have to run through the casino, run through the little downtown, run through where the restaurants are, cross the street, go to this ATM, which, by the way, the ATM is on the other side where there's no light, and go in and get my money. They shoot out a bunch of Bahama money. I got to run back in, and I got to do this all within 15 minutes or they're going to give up my seat. And so that was, you know, I was prepared to do that if need be. And I, 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 I was gambling well up until the last couple days. And uh, I was, you know, I wasn't down that much. And then I realized how much I was down. But I did not have to go to the ATM. So that was a good thing. That's uh, nice. Yeah, that was nice. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think so. That I, don't, I don't think we're going back. There's think- a lot of good islands in the Caribbean that are very similar to the Bahamas. You should just start island hopping or trying new places out, going somewhere else. Yes, you are correct. Um, yeah. Or, or I think I just want to stay home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe stay home for a little while. And Rich told yeah. me, Rich told me today, she's like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta book our trip to LA. I'm like, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go anywhere. I said, if she's like, we got to go because Ariel's got to, you know, look at the schools and stuff. And I said, and she goes, I'd love, I want you to come with us. <laughs> I was like, these plane rides the last couple times have been bad. You know, like the plane, the plane rides were not good. I mean, there was, they're, they're bumpy. Um, just didn't like it. Am I going to be in a plane for four and a half hours? That's a lot of bumps. That's, I don't know. That's, that's, have you, have you already booked your flights? Not yet. No. Okay. Well, this is, you've always talked about doing a cross country road trip. It's summer vacation right now. You guys could do it. Just drive out to LA and then you could drive back to, to Vegas and do that, that little uh, trip you've always wanted to do. If I had an electric car, I would. The price of gas oh, yeah, would cost true. more than an airplane. Probably. Right, maybe Greyhound it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's go old school. Let's hitchhike. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Let's let's teach let's teach our daughter the old school things that we used to do. I, I used to hitchhike when I was in like seventh grade. 
to go to like leave camp to go to the store to get cigarettes. You know how dangerous that was? It was horrible. Yeah. You know? And they would like there was like I remember that I did a Greyhound bus trip to from Sarasota to Naples. My mom let me do it. I was like 12, 13 years old. And I get on this Greyhound bus and there's this shady fucking guy in the back with a big army green duffel bag. And we're in the back of the bus and you could smoke on these buses back, you know, back in those days you could smoke. So he's smoking and I'm like, cool, I'm going to fucking smoke. I was going to know anything. Can you imagine looking? I'm a kid on the back of a Greyhound bus smoking marble reds. Can you imagine? I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing ever, you know? And you know, just picture that today, seeing a, like a 12 or 13 year old kid just walking around the street smoking cigarettes. I mean, like you'd be like, what? So I'm, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to light up too. So I'm lighting up. He's like, hey man, you know, so now we've bonded because we're the only two smoking cigarettes on the bus. And he pulls out uh, a warm six pack of Bush light and he pops one open and he hands it to me. He goes, you want one? I was like, yeah. I'm in the back of a Greyhound bus going from Sarasota, Florida to Naples, Florida to see my buddy Daryl in the back of this bus smoking marble reds, drinking warm bush lights with a guy that probably wants to play with my butthole and then kill me. (laughs) And I survived. (laughs) And I survived. All right. Uh, Nate, you got a Mexico moment? Yeah, here we go. Yes, sir. And now a Mexico moment with Nate. Which, by the way, can be sponsored if anyone's interested. Like, on Friday's Better With Fuck is sponsored by Chef Erica Nicole Day. Uh, One Question with Brandon, which we'll do here in the third segment, sponsored by Sparky's Lawn Service. Andrew Sparks. Andrew Sparks, veteran veteran owned. Veteran owned. Uh, the only one that's not sponsored is Nate's Mexico Moment. Shocker, shocker. It used to be, but no longer anymore. So anyway, all right, go ahead, buddy. Uh, this was took place, I think, last weekend, um, and we were up at my rooftop pool. You guys have been up there, right? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. so it's, a, it's not a giant pool, but it's big enough for, uh, you know, swimming around a little bit, maybe doing some laps. And we always go up there uh, just, you know, Friday after we're done doing some work or Saturday or whatever and just hanging out, talking with our neighbors. And we always bring Tiger, our uh, pug Tiger up there. And he uh, he used to love to swim. I mean, he still does, but he, he doesn't, like, jump in like it used to be. We were in a pool and I'd be in... Um, and being like an inner tube and he'd jump off the ledge into the inner tube. Cause he just, he loves the water. Um, but he's getting a little bit older. So if he does swim, we usually put him in the pool and then just kind of let him doggy paddle around and put him back out. Cause there's not uh, a good, there's not like, I mean, there's steps like a ladder, but it's not one that like a dog could easily get in out. It's one of those metal ones. Um, so we usually bring him up there and then, you know, he swims for like five minutes and then, and then he lays out on the, the patio and just kind of suns. So Alexis and I go up there with Tiger and we had our clothes on. We hadn't changed into our swimsuits yet. And uh, so she come or we're all up there and then she realizes she forgot the sunscreen. So she, she goes back down and I just lay down on the chair and um, close my eyes. Cause it was really nice. I just, the sun felt great. Just beating down on me. And I, I open my eye cause I hear Tiger sniffing. Cause you know, he's a pug. So you, you just hear him kind of snorting around. And he, I don't know, Bailey, if your dogs do this, but he like has to check the perimeter of wherever he is. Like he, before he can like lay down, he goes and like sniffs every corner and, and just kind of does like a lap. Do do your dogs do that? I think uh, Max does that. Milton might do that. I don't think Toon Toons or Henry does that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Scout, scout in the land, landscape. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah so he's, wa- he's walking around and, um, and he's slower, you know, cause he's old. And so I barely open uh, my eye cause I hear him walking, I'm walking by and he's trying to walk in front of my uh, lounger chair uh, between the pool and the, the lounger chair. And I hear this splash and I pop up and his, uh, two of his feet, like when he was walking by had slipped off of the the pool edge into the pool. And so I pop up and I jump up and I see him. And it was like, I, I don't know if I remember the, uh, in the air tonight, Phil Collins video, but if it was a video, that's what it would feel like because I just see tiger and I see his head looking up at me and the water just engulf his head oh. as he sinks down to the bottom and he's just trying to swim, but he's, since he's, you know, he's like a brick. Um, so he's like trying to swim back up and he's a good swimmer, but the weight of his body falling into the water. And I just see this look of terror on his face as the, the air goes away and the water covers his little eyeballs as he starts to swim. So I have to jump in all my clothes on everything. And I, and there was two other people up there and they don't speak English and they just see this fucking white guy jumping in the pool with all his clothes on. <laughs> so I pull him back up. He was fine. He looked a little startled or whatever, but wasn't quite as uh, scary as your situation. But um, yeah, Tiger well, uh, uh, fell fell into the pool. Saw, it was scary for me. You weren't helpless. You saved Tiger's life. I was helpless in my situation. And, you know, there's a common thread here, obviously, between our two stories. That's obvious. But if you were, go back a couple weeks ago, are one of the top three episodes that were released on Tuesdays. Brandon had in the air tonight. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, and the songs about, you know, drowning and saving and all that kind of didn't save, you know, that was like, I think we should blame all this on Brandon. I mean, it's, yeah. it was Bill just, Collins, you did this, me. Brandon. Yeah, it was you. It was, it's always you. <laughs> You're the reason why bad things happen. Nate and I were fine before you came along. We really were. Right. Yeah. And the top three was about winning, and that did not help us win whatsoever. We all lost in this Stop. situation. So, that's, that's so right. fuck you, Brandon. <laughs> fuck you, Brandon. Anybody else to say fuck you, Brandon? Fuck you, Brandon. Thank you. It's all right, Brandon. I still love you. Now, see, I got him over there. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Did you say fuck you, Brandon? No, I didn't. Why not? <laughs> Brandon's my bro. Yeah, he, he can be your bro, but you can, I can say, fuck you, Nate. You'll be dick suckers. Okay, uh, our guest this week, Josh Gates. Uh, what a great guy. Love Josh Gates. We'll talk to him here next. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if a tree falls on someone else's property, usually that person's out of luck. Under Georgia law, landowners only have a responsibility to ensure and check for visible and apparent patent decay and tree rot. So if your neighbor's tree falls on your land, you're usually out of luck. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. Are you looking to build a mountain home or a cabin in western North Carolina? You know, you hear me talk about Paradise City all the time and the cabin up in Mineral Bluff. Well, Mac Development Group, they are a one-stop shop for all your needs. A full-service design-build real estate developer, and their team handles everything for you. From your land acquisition to designing your custom home to the general contracting and building. They provide your family with the ability to have a one-stop shop and know what your project is 
and it's delivered on time. Plus, everything is built in this 3D software process that you can see ahead of time to make you kind of ease your tensions as you move forward with this really cool and exciting thing in your life, right? Currently booking for full-time builds, and they need to get folks on the schedule. The folks are you. Reach out to Mac Development Group, macdevelopment.com. That's macdevelopment.com. Also, hit them up on social media, Instagram and Facebook. I'm so happy that so many of you enjoy Nubertees Men's Wellness League's uh, practitioner, Diane Spiva, when she comes on the podcast. I think it's great. You know, I've been going to Nubertees Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, for well over a year with testosterone maintenance. But they do so much more than that. With a weight loss program, sexual health, pain and joint management, Nubertees Men's Wellness League is a men's wellness facility for guys and guys only. Guys, as you get older, your body starts to break down. There are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. Just pop into Nubertees Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs or go online to menswellnessleague.com and schedule a phone call just to see where you're at. It could possibly save your life. That's a true story actually happened to a listener, right? So right now, the Wellness Combine, get it for 99 bucks. That's $200 off the regular pl- uh, price. Plus, mention the BS Podcast and get 10% off that price. But you got to mention the BS Podcast. Go to menswellnessleague.com. Hit that schedule button. Son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. When we had the radio show, and anytime I got the invite to have uh, Josh Gates on from Discovery, uh, I jumped at it. He's just such a fascinating guy, nice guy, great guy. Like the kind of guy you'd want to hire to be your friend 24-7. That kind of guy. <laughs> uh, Wednesdays, every Wednesday, you got the trifecta of Josh Gates. You got Expedition Unknown. You got Expedition X. And then you got the Josh Gates Tonight. Uh, this, of course, on Discovery Channel and also on Discovery Plus, which I think everybody should own because it's a fantastic app. Uh, I've got it. You should have it as well. And the only thing we're missing out, Josh, is a podcast. What are we doing? All right. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'll, I'll have a podcast up and running by tomorrow. Well, you're, you're one of those guys, you know, that are just so so damn interesting. And you've got so many stories to tell. And that's all, you know, these television shows and podcasting is, is telling stories. I mean, you've got great – I mean, like, I'm sure at a parties you can't shut Josh Gates up because you've just got story after story, right? Well, I mean, that is the real privilege of, of what I get to do. You know, hosting Expedition Unknown, I get to go around the world and meet these really badass explorers and archaeologists and and adventurers and play in their sandbox and, and you know, go to these remarkable places and see what they're investigating. And and so, yeah, it's, it's just an incredible opportunity to, to dive into these incredible legends. Have you met someone on one of these expeditions that you just couldn't stand? You don't have to say who it was. I mean, the probability is, yes, you have met somebody, but you still got to yeah. do a television show and you got to work with them. How does that work? Well, usually it's not the, the, the main expert. Usually it's like some 
government security guy, some mandated, you know, um, in certain countries you have a, what's, what's called a minder, you know, someone who's minding you to make sure that you're not, you know, disparaging the, the nation. And, uh, those people can be annoying because they, cause they're like, you know, they're like nudgy HR kind of people. And, uh, but for the most part, the experts are great. I mean, sometimes you get that challenge of like an old school archeologist who, you know, doesn't know how to translate what they're doing to a general audience. Right. I mean, like a lot of these sites, you kind of go, look, our viewers, me, I don't know anything about this culture. If you're not excited, I'm not excited. Right. So like, sometimes I I'll say to these experts, like, you got to get excited about this because that's how we know it's cool, you know? And sometimes though you get these old school people who are like, ah, you know, I've been doing this forever and I don't really get worked up anymore. And you go, yeah, but look at this amazing thing we just found, like get worked up, man, come on, you know? So, but for the most part, everybody we work with, they're great. I mean, I've had such cool experiences with these people. Yeah. I would find it very hard to believe, you know, I, I love history uh, again, I love all the stuff that you do on Discovery and even the smallest finds. You know, some of these television shows, uh, I know the Curse of Oak Island's not on Discovery, but, you know, like, I'm such a fan of that show and I'm a fan of the Lagina brothers. And I think even when they find the wood pieces, I get excited, but people want the gold, but every little piece you find, you have to think to your, to yourself, you go, all right, this goes back hundreds, if not thousands totally. of years, somebody invented this, touched this, made this, whatever. And now I'm touching it present day. That to me is exciting. That is exciting. Like, I don't care if I'm finding a 1920 penny in the ground, that penny has yeah. a story. Somebody held that. Somebody dropped that. Why is it here? You know, I mean, that stuff is cool to me. Anytime you can reach out and touch the past, I don't care what it is. It's cool. Yes, I agree. Even if you're going into a place like you, you know, you're, you, um, my co-host and producer, I don't even remember from the radio show, Nate, he's not on with us, uh, right now cause he's having power issues, but he lives in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. And we go uh -huh. down there and visit him. And, uh, you know, there's all these different places like Escaret and stuff that you can go through the Mayan. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, and, and just walking and looking around and trying to visualize this was a community. This was uh, a neighborhood, for the lack of better words. And, and, and that these people are, 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 are farming and getting water and playing and fighting and eating and sacrificing and whatever they're doing. And you're walking on it right now as a tourist. That's cool totally. to me. That's really cool. It really is. I mean, one of the things about, you know, cultures all over the world is that you realize that we're really not that different. You know, I mean, we have different religious beliefs. We have different cultural ideas. We eat different food. But at the end of the day, for the most part, it's like people want a family. They want financial security. They want a roof over their head. They want to enjoy life. You know, all that stuff. And that was true thousands of years ago as well. And so when you go to these ancient sites you just sort of think, yeah, that world would have been so different than ours, but it would have been filled with people just like us. And we are, we are now living in someone, some future archaeologists, you know, mm -hmm. uh, excavation site. So we're just another link in the chain, man. And so, I, you know, to me, anytime you can think about those people and walk uh, in their world, it's this weird connective thread to the past. I just think it's so cool. That's funny you say that. I, I think that, that, about that from time to time, especially when I'm watching your shows or any similar type of shows, is that in the future when we're long gone and, you know, what the world will be, 
But we were able to take such good and, for the most part, accurate records, unlike past civilizations that were keeping records by just uh, hieroglyphics or, you know, scrolls or whatnot. Right. And deciphering, having to say, you won't have to really decipher our civilization. Hopefully. Hopefully. In the future. (laughs) let's, Let's go hundreds of years in the future. But didn't everybody think that? Didn't they all think that? That they were like, oh, we got this. Well, we're going to be here forever. Well, our records will be fine. Nobody's going to. Yeah, that's true. Everybody everybody thought they had it figured out. The Romans were not like, oh, this is all going to go away. The Romans were like, we're the end game. We got this. You know, (laughs) this is it, man. It doesn't get any better than this. And we still can't find half their stuff. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So be careful where you put stuff tonight when you go home because you don't know i mean that's right everybody right now should make a family time capsule and bury it in their backyard for civilizations to come well you know what's so weird so many of the things that you find are things like that sometimes they're ritual offerings like in england when they find these incredible you know like um these these hordes they 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 call them viking hordes and things like that it's literally somebody buried in the ground a whole bunch of really beautiful stuff as an offering but it's kind of a time cap it's like we're just taking this stuff we're hiding it in the ground and lo and behold that's some of the only stuff that survives from their culture are these things they buried in the ground i'm not encouraging folks to go out and start (laughs) hiding money in your backyard but i'm just saying if you want to leave a little something behind for the alien race that comes and finds this planet in a few million years wouldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. Uh, we're we're going to get in all the shows. I just have, I, again, you're just so fascinating to ask, pick your brain about this type of stuff. With all of your experience and all of your adventures, um, what civilization do you find the most interesting, almost the most mysterious? And we still don't have the answers that you'd want. I'm kind of obsessed with the Maya just because they were really... I mean, look, I'm obsessed with all of the civilizations that got really big. And I mean, Rome, you know, is an amazing example of this, obviously, but like in ancient Egypt. But the Maya had this incredibly advanced culture. What they were able to accomplish in terms of engineering, in terms of art, in terms of craftsmanship, uh, just absolutely staggering. And yet they are really mysterious i mean their culture is um i mean this not in a disrespectful way it's weird like their 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 cosmology is so strange and their their imagery is so kind of trippy for lack of a better word there's the, the whole culture is just so remarkable to me and of course it survives i mean we have maya culture um that that survives to this day this is not a dead culture but, but in terms of the classic Maya, in terms of that empire when it existed, uh, I would love to be able to jump in a time machine and just head back to one of those plazas and just to see all of it in its glory uh, at its height. It must have just been – I think about the, the um, you know, the, the Maya were sort of uh, down and out when the, when the conquistadors arrived, but you think about the Aztecs and just what the Spanish – uh, must have thought when they first laid eyes on this and just couldn't, I mean, it must've just been jaw dropping the idea that all the way across the sea, uh, is this other worldly empire, you know? So, uh, yeah, the Maya for me are, are, are one of my favorite civilizations. I thought, I found it interesting when, when going to some of these Mayan temples and, and houses and whatever communities is like, if you think about it, their construction was very much like the Egyptians and the Egyptians very much like 
the Maya um, as far as, and maybe that's just a human being kind of figuring out, you know, square goes into square, circle goes into circle. But you, you look at the, the construction and, you know, there, there's things that are, that were built five years ago, present day that haven't lasted because of our construction. These people are building these temples and houses and whatever else they're building that have lasted for hundreds of years, if not longer. I mean, yep. you, you almost want to ask yourself, were past civiliza- civilizations smarter than present civilizations? I think in terms of raw ingenuity, they were able to do things that, I mean, look, if you, uh, if you took the best engineers in the world and said, build an Egyptian pyramid, they could do it for sure, you know, but, but not easily. Um, and I, I think that, that, that we really do have to pay a huge amount of respect for the, the kind of stoneworking, especially that these ancient cultures were able to pull off. We really have lost a lot of that, you know, ability. I mean, you look in, in Egypt, at the the fine detail they're carving into granite, into really hard, difficult to work with stone, uh, basalt, things like that. They're just treating it like butter, you know. So, I mean, look at um, ancient classical sculpture. You know, I, there are there's almost nobody alive today. Maybe nobody alive today who can sculpt in marble the way that that they did. Um, in, in Greece and Rome. So, yeah, I think some of that is lost, you know, that, that kind of, um, that kind of artistry, a lot of which happens through, um, you know, generational kind of teaching is just gone. Like we just don't have that anymore, you know? Um, but you're right. We, they also, they, they built things to last. I mean, it's amazing what you can do with huge populations of people dragging stones around. We also don't do that anymore, but, um, but yeah, they, they built things to last. But the other thing that blows my mind is all the stuff that is gone. Like when you look at the Maya, I was just having this conversation last week with somebody like, okay, you have these incredible pyramids, right? And that's kind of like the foundation of the house in a way, like it's there, but there was all sorts of other stuff on top of that, right? Like they were really good at carving wood and they probably had big banners and flags, all the stuff that just doesn't survive. And you sort of imagine if they were that good at carving stone, what would all of this stuff look like when it was painted and when it had big wooden structures on it and all the stuff that's just gone, you yeah. know, it must've been so cool. Yeah. And then a lot yeah. of, a lot of it, uh, if you've ever, you know, again, just my experience is going to see Nate and Plato Carmen, but you, you look at over time, um, you know, obviously the, the landscape has changed. So there has been some deterioration and there has been, uh, with the weather, the, the land is, is, is overgrown. Some of the stuff you, you wonder what it was like, you know, they'll have pictures of what it looked like. And then you look at it now and you're going, all right, it's changed. It's definitely different, obviously, but it really hasn't changed that much. And do you ever think that the Maya at one time was like, you know, I bet you in about five or 600 years, they're going to make this into a theme park for, for tourists. Well, you just, you just kind of, there's so many things that we take for granted about our world that were so different, not even a thousand years ago, like a couple of hundred years ago, roads are a big thing, paved roads, you know, you sort of think about the Maya world and these cities throughout Central America, what it would have taken to get between these cities in nothing but jungle. I mean, pretty nasty jungle. The idea that we can hop in our car and head down to Starbucks and I mean, even America, I mean, think about America, you know, people, I, one of the things that drives me nuts is when I'm on a plane 
and okay, there's an hour delay on the tarmac and nobody's happy about that. including me, I mean, it sucks. Right. But people get so angry about their delay, their hour long delay. I don't care if you have to get off the plane and sleep at the Marriott courtyard Marriott for the night and try again in the morning, 200 years ago, this would have taken you eight months, half, you know, you would have, half your family would have died on some wagon train. I mean, the fact that we can get in a plane and fly coast to coast, the fact that we can get in a car, I don't think the Maya, I don't think anybody really could have imagined in their wildest fantasies, the way that we would have made the world so approachable and, and, you know, so much smaller through transportation. I mean, I think that's the great You know, I mean, I I even like talking to my dad a generation back. I mean, the whole interstate system in the U.S. was like built in the 50s and Mm. 60s. Right. So it's like prior to that, it was like, you know, route 60s. It was like these little roads that just kind of went across the country. And, you know, 100 years before that, it was trains and wagon rutted, you know, wagon trails. I mean, it, it all happened so much, you know, it really isn't that long ago. I mean, flight wasn't in, I mean, flights a century old, you know, like that's crazy. So uh, yeah, for me, I, I, I kind of, I, sometimes you have to go to these ancient sites and go, man, think about all the stuff we have now that they didn't have and, and, and kind of appreciate it because, um, transportation is the biggest for me And, and, and medicine. I mean, those are the two game changers, obviously, but, um, the world, I mean, most people never went anywhere. You know, they never left their village yeah. because there was nothing out there but death and danger. You they, know, they, they were called explorers. Like, so we would all be technically explorers because of how much we travel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and even just getting on, I mean, if you get in your car and you drive for an hour or two, you're an explorer. You're an explorer. I mean, that would have been on, on horseback. That would have been a week, you well, know? So it's, yeah. it's, it's funny because I was going to say this before talking about the, the construction of these things, especially from the, the, the Maya is, uh, is, is I think the answer is patience. You know, we don't have patience anymore because we live in such a fast paced world and society. And, you know, yes, you're going to throw in social media and you've got this and you got this and we're so work oriented that we have to accomplish this. They had all the time in the world. You know, they, they, they weren't, it was, it was the only thing that they had to, uh, as far as a deadline was probably rainy season. You know, that's right. Yeah, that's all. It's like, all right, let's get it done by rainy season. When's rainy season? I don't know. Go check the the wall downstairs. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it, and it is also true that like some of the biggest stuff that gets built, this is a weird thing about cultures all over the world that always kind of blows my mind. Some of the biggest stuff that gets built, the biggest pyramids, the biggest temples, they get built first, like really early on. So like really early on, somebody comes along and says, hey, you know, we're all sitting around here in the heat. We're all growing crops and just hanging out. Let's build some crazy stuff because I, I'm in with this God or I, I, you know, I can help make it rain, whatever. Some charismatic leader comes along and says, let's build crazy stuff. And they build huge things because, yeah, they got a bunch of people who are hanging around who could build stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of cool it. Like a few generations later, they're like, all right, that was really hard. We should build some smaller stuff now. But yeah, like in the beginning, everybody goes mental. And like that, all the pyramids in Egypt, that's like the earliest dynasties. And then later, everybody's like, all right, enough with the pyramids. Those are huge and difficult. Let's do some other stuff. Uh, but, the, you know, like the early stuff is the big crazy stuff because yeah. people get excited, I think, to build things. The three shows every Wednesday on Discovery and Discovery Plus uh, that Josh Gates has is, of course, Expedition Unknown. 
that's at 8 p.m. East. Uh, Expedition X, 9 p.m. East. And then Josh Gates tonight at 10 p.m. East. Uh, which one is the original? The, the Unknown is the original, right? Expedition Unknown is the original, so we're back with an all-new season of that. Amazing season. We're going to be looking at secret Nazi tunnels, looking for Wild West treasure, lost aircraft, famous lost planes. It's a really cool season. And then Expedition X is, is our sister show that's more kind of um, – the stranger side of the unknown, paranormal, cryptozoological kind of mysteries. And then I do a talk show at, at 10, which is a really fun opportunity to make a cocktail and hang out with some cool guests and, uh, and you know, uh, have a nightcap. So it's a, it's a really fun night. Those cryptozoologists are a uh, interesting bunch of people. I had a friend of mine in Florida that uh, was a cryptozoologist, uh, Scott Marlowe was his name. Okay, and it's uh, a good name. It sounds like a detective. And he and he looked and he he looked like he was always searching for something. He had the gray beard, and, stuff. <laughs> and so in Florida, um, we went looking for. It's called the skunk ape, not Bigfoot. Sure. I'm familiar with the skunk yeah, ape. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I know. And and then, <laughs> and then there is the. Uh, was it the, the is it called the green swamp anywhere it's in tampa um i forget what the the area is where the, all the sightings have been polk county i4 corridor and we went to stay the night and out there and it was it was it was it was cold believe it or not in florida but oh. it was really cool pitch black and we're walking through the woods like a bunch of idiots and that the, there were people there's a community that's so protective of this because as a radio guy, they're thinking I'm doing it for a bit and goofiness and stuff. There were a gr- there was a group of people, I guess the cops got to them before us. I didn't know this until afterwards. They were waiting for us and they were going to come and ambush us at night. I don't know what they were going to do, but they were well, that's, pissed. That's Florida for you. Oh, that's my Florida. God. So with that being said, you know, with the Expedition X stuff, um, these people are very protective of their Bigfoots and their Sasquatches and their all that kind of stuff. Do you get any kickback like that from the community? That community? Yeah, I mean, pe- pe- people are, as you said, they are very protective of these stories and they're really passionate about them. And so you meet people in those communities, whether it's UFOs or ghosts or Bigfoot, they are true, true believers. People who are just like, I'm going to die on this hill. This thing is real. This thing is out there. And I don't know. I mean, look, One of the things I love about crypto stories and paranormal stories is that most of them, by and large, when you go and investigate them, they are underpinned by real experiences. Like people really have an experience. That doesn't mean they saw a monster. It doesn't mean they saw a ghost. They saw something. And that is enough for me because then I kind of go, all right, there's a mystery here, right? Maybe it's a bear. Maybe it's a crocodile. Maybe it's swamp gas. Like whatever it is, there's something happening here. And so... I love investigating those stories because there's something to them, you know, but you're right. There is a community of people that are really, really protective of those stories. And, you know, that's the funny thing about Florida too, not just those people, but Florida is one of those places where you're like, all right, this is as urbanized as it gets. We got Disney world. We got, you know, spring break. We got Daytona beach, Miami. You can get off the grid in Florida and you are like back at the age of the dinosaurs pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like the Everglades of Florida, like you, you, you could drive a half an hour 
and turn back the clock about 60 million years. Like, it's wild. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I, I lost my virginity in the Everglades. <laughs> I, I, There's a good joke in there. It's a, true, yeah, but it was still a person. It was just a straight, I mean, my brother took me camping with my high school sweetheart, and we went to, oh. well, I also learned to drive uh, in the Everglades. And uh, Same night? No, not the same night. It's a hell of a night. Because I, I lived in Naples when I first moved to Florida as a, as a kid, and he lived down there. Right. So we took his old Ford Escort. You know, it was, it was a thing, obviously, uh, for our generation, you and mine, uh, our generation, Josh, it was, it was like you drive, you learn to drive a stick. And, right. and that's what you learn. So uh, this old Ford Escort, we're driving down, you know, uh, uh, Alligator Alley. And for those that aren't familiar, there's literally no lights. I mean, it's just a beaten up piece of asphalt that stretches as far as the eye can see. And because of the heat rising off of, of the asphalt, it becomes like a mirage as you look down during the day and you'll faintly be able to see these little black lines on the road. And those are rattlesnakes and uh, very big, very large, very thick rattlesnakes or a gator. And so I'm learning to drive and I'm stalling as most people did when you learn to drive a stick over giant rattlesnakes. I mean, it was it was like Pitfall and Frogger all in one. <laughs> <laughs> Next level driver's ed. I love that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So the, so the the Everglades. Uh, you're right. You get you get off there. But the other things that you're doing, I know with uh, expedition expedition unknown with this upcoming season, and you 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 touched on it with the Nazi tunnels. The other thing you didn't say was the you're you're dealing with some of the Knights Templar stuff, which I find extremely fascinating. That also going back to a community, a, a people that don't want some of those secrets out. And when you start dipping into that Knights Templar, the uh, the Masons and all that stuff, that they still exist. Like, there's still an offset of those people sure. that still exist. They don't want you to bring your cameras to their secret hiding spots. Well, right. But, but one of the cool things about the Templars is there's so much kind of misinformation out there and confusion out there and conspiracy out there. I mean, if you ask anybody about the Templars, they know who they are. Everybody's heard of the Knights Templar. But if you really press people and you're like, okay, who were these guys? I think we all kind of are like, kind of not sure. Like we, we have all these Dan Brown conspiracy ideas about them. And a big part of what I wanted to do on the show is just say, okay, let, let's like talk about who these guys really were. Because by the way, the story of who they really were is fascinating. I mean, you've got this group of warrior monks, which is a real weird combo, right? These are like hardcore Christian monks who are also like ass kicking warriors and they're going to escort people to the Holy land. That's their big mission. Right. And in doing that, they figure out how to get really rich and powerful and they effectively invent like the first international banking system, right? Like you could, you could, you could be in France and say, I want to go to Jerusalem. I want to go to the Holy land. I'm going to deposit a bunch of money with you guys here at Templar HQ because I don't want to carry all this money on the open road. And when I get to Jerusalem, there's credit available for me. I mean, these guys kind of invented traveler's checks. Hmm. And, like, that's that's amazing. And they got so rich doing it and so powerful doing it that they became a threat to, to governments. And so, I don't know, all, all of that to me is, like, just as cool as all the conspiracy theories about them. So, for me, one of the cool aspects of making this show is to really talk about um, where do we get these ideas that they had the Holy Grail? Like, where does this stuff come from? And is there any possibility that it's true? So I, I love taking that view of it, of just sort of like, let's unpack this thing 
and talk about what's really going on with the Knights Templar because they're cool and you want them to be this, you know, uh, the secret guardians of the grail, but where do we get that from? So that's, that's a big part of the show. You mentioned your dad earlier in the conversation. Does he get into your ear? Is he a, is he a, a history buff, so to say, uh, so to speak, like you are? And go, you know, Josh. In this upcoming season, you really should dig into fill in the blank. You know, no, no, but he, but he had this incredibly adventurous career. He was a deep sea diver, so he had like the uh-huh. really dangerous job in the family. And when and when he was doing it, especially, it was super dangerous. It was like wild west. And um, so he's been all over the world. He's seen it all. He's survived more scrapes than I'll ever get into, I'm sure. And so he's always quick with the. Uh, um, you know, to tell me that something I did was particularly smart or stupid. Uh, you know, you really shouldn't have gone in there. You really shouldn't have done that. Um, so no, he's, he's, uh, he's great. Cause he's like battle hardened and he's, he's seen it all. Give me an example. When you came back from a trip, he said, Josh, what are you thinking, buddy? You know, I no, love the you. worst was I did a show in, um, Myanmar with this, this great legend of this giant golden bell that was stolen from a temple. And it's probably a true story. It was this huge golden bell that was taken by a pirate. Effectively. They hauled this thing down to the river, put it on a barge and it sank. It just was too heavy. It flipped in the middle of the river where these two rivers meet. And people have been looking for this stupid bell for centuries. And I went out with these guys who were looking for it. And this river is the muddiest, dirtiest, fast flowing commercial river, Picture every bad barge and net and rope and metal. I mean, just a place you do not want to be in the water. And uh, I went down diving for this bell, and it was the scariest, dumbest thing. I mean, zero visibility, just diving in blackness, trying to feel around the bottom of this river and junk and debris. And and uh, I knew when I was doing it that it was really stupid, and I didn't do it for very long. I, I you had to sort of pull a rope to go back up. And I, I did it for 10 minutes and thought, I, I, this is, this is how you die. And, uh, and my father who was, you know, a master diver was like, that's really stupid. You shouldn't have done that. And he was right. <laughs> what, what about the camera crew? They're like, look, dude, I'm not going down there. You're going to no, take they a GoPro. The surface. That, no, that was a, that was a GoPro mission. That was a lot. And you couldn't see any, it's just blackness. I mean, you could, you could not see your hand an inch from your face. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. yeah. I always yeah. think, you know, you, you, when you watch shows like, like, uh, expedition unknown or expedition x or any of these types of shows you know you, you don't think about the camera guys um these guys have to have just as big a set of balls as you've got to have in order to be following you especially get those close-ups of those animal shows are like this is where the most dangerous crocodile in the world lives and the guy's got a camera right in his face it's entirely true i would be nothing without this crew i mean uh, there's a great old saying about uh, Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire. They, they always said, you know, Ginger Rogers did everything Fred Astaire did, but backwards and in heels. And it's the same deal. I mean, these guys are literally walking backwards through the jungle. You know, anytime you see me walking forwards, there's some guy walking backwards into snakes and spiders and who knows what. And so, yeah, I mean, I, we, we have this small band of lunatics that work on the show and they are they're the heart and soul of the whole thing because it doesn't get documented if somebody isn't in there with a camera getting danger close to everything. Yeah. I'm uh, I, I don't know if I'd, I'd want that job to be quite honest with you. <laughs> well, we do. We, 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 most of our applicants come from insane asylums. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sure. Like uh, something else that, uh, as far as a highlight for expedition unknown is uh, you're, you're going to go to the rock um, Alcatraz 
and it's yeah. it's based off of the the story and and it's been highlighted over the last couple of years um of the greatest prison break of all time in 1962 so the guys that did it i believe one of them is still alive or he's missing anyway i've talked to the son before because he lives here mm-hmm. in, in town uh and there is so much more information out there. There's so much information that the family knows that mm-hmm. they're not giving up and they don't, I don't think we'll ever nicest guy in the world. Um, yeah. but, uh, won't give it up. I think if they got paid enough, they would, but there's so it, much to that story. It's a fascinating story. Like sometimes you look into these legends and you go, I don't know, man, this is a conspiracy. This is, this is not enough to this. This Alcatraz story, there's real meat on the bone here. Yeah. I mean, for folks who don't know, there was this famous escape, as you said, in the 60s, these three guys, the Anglin brothers and a guy named Frank Morris. Yeah. And they were like small-time crooks, but really good escape artists. And they planned and pulled off this miraculous escape from Alcatraz. But the question is whether or not they survived it. We know they got out of their cell. We know they got out of the prison. They made these rafts and these life preservers. Pretty incredible ingenuity these guys uh, displayed. And then they paddled off into the night and into the pages of history, and, and we don't know wh- what happened to them. The FBI has maintained for, you know, um, half a century that, that they drowned, that they must have drowned. There's no way these guys made it to shore. Nobody gets off the rock. The prison has an unbeatable record. But to your point, there is a lot of really compelling evidence that these guys absolutely made it to shore. And so we do a whole episode on this, and I went into it like, all right, really? I mean, they they must have drowned. And by the end of it, I was like, no way these guys drowned. Mm -mm. So it's a fascinating story. Have you... I said son, but I think it's the nephew. I, I think yeah. it's the nephew that yeah, lives. we work with him on the show. He's, he's yeah. awesome. He, he's on the show with us. Um, they're, they're great. Um, and, uh, and he's super passionate about his family story. And, and, you know, the, the whole thing is, is just um, a really interesting look at, at not just this prison break, but at this incredible, what if of like, what if these guys got away with this, which they may well have. So, yeah, he, he's very passionate about it, but here's the vibe that I got from him. And I've talked to him a couple times is, you know, I don't think he has any, you know, malice in his heart when he tells the story, but I think there is an ulterior motive to him telling this story. And I couldn't figure out what it was. I don't know if it's money driven. I, I, I kind of lean towards that's not it. Um, or I, I really didn't get that vibe from them at all. I really got the vibe that this is like family history and it's kind of like as much as people know the story of this escape, they don't really know it. And I, and, and he to me is just a real crusader for wanting to get this story out in the world. He, he definitely believes in a lot of connections. Um, you know, he, he kind of connects these guys to a whole bunch of other, kind of famous prison guys and Whitey Bulger and things like that. Uh, some of that uh, is interesting, but circumstantial, but I don't know, man, I, I really do think there's a lot of evidence that, that these guys escaped the Island. So I, I, I found him pretty fascinating and, and very authentic. I mean, he really believes in the whole thing. Oh yeah. There's no doubt about that. I just, yeah. I, I thought there was some type of, I just couldn't put my finger on what the, uh, 
uh, ulterior motive. Maybe there's nothing. Who knows? But all this, you know, these are just highlights of this upcoming season of uh, Expedition Unknown. We touched on the Expedition X, and then after all, uh, both of those episodes, then you got Josh Gates uh, Tonight, which is your talk show, and you bring guests on. I mean, that seems to be the new trend with very popular shows on TV, you know, Walking Dead afterwards, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, do you enjoy doing that or was that kind of forced upon you from discovery and saying, Hey, we got to do a trifecta here, Josh. No, no, it was born out of the pandemic. I mean, we, when, when the pandemic hit, I just couldn't travel at all. I mean, my whole world came to a screeching halt and the talk show was born out of this time when we couldn't go anywhere. And I have to say it was, I mean, we did it for about a year during the pandemic. It was some of the most fun that I've ever had on TV. I mean, just getting to talk to super interesting people and to be silly and to have fun and to do this talk show was just a riot. I mean, it was great. And so the talk show continues. It's done really well and people enjoy it. And, you know, it's just a fun kind of like we make a cocktail every night and we hang out. And in the season premiere tonight, we've got um, Evangeline Lilly's going to be on from Ant-Man and the Wasp and um, Lost, of course. And uh, Joe Pantoliano, one of my favorite Hollywood bad guys, you know, from Goonies and Sopranos, of yeah. course. Uh, one is Emmy for Sopranos and, and, um, you know, I mean, to talk with people like that and to hang out with them is just such a kick. I mean, I love it and I'm a movie nut and a pop culture nut. And so I could have talked to Evangeline Lilly about lost for 10 hours. You know, I mean, I loved lost. So, um, so it's, it's just a super fun way to cap off the night. Yeah. Are any of these, uh, celebrity guests that you get on the show, huge fans of yours and your show? weirdly occasionally they are which totally blows my mind like i cannot understand that it does not compute for me at all i mean we had a really crazy experience last year we were filming in san francisco not for the alcatraz show for something else and i'm on the street filming and alice cooper walked up to me and said hey man i'm a huge fan at first i was like oh this is an alice cooper impersonator i'm being pranked right now because he doesn't look crazy you know right he, he looks like different than you expected to look but i could tell it was him And I just was like, how is it possible that Alice Cooper knows who I am, has walked up to me? I got a photo with him. Like, I could not believe it. So, yeah, sometimes that happens and it makes my brain explode. I don't get it. He's he's and he'll admit he's a gimmick. I mean, he invented the gimmick to become Alice Cooper. But when he's not on stage, which, by the way, one of the best and still today live shows you can see he does it right uh, he yeah. steals the show for whoever he's opening up for, uh, if he's opening up for him. But one of the most intelligent guys, you know, <laughs> these these guys, they, these rock stars that, you know, you see put the makeup on, the Alice Coopers, the Rob Zombies, extremely, I mean, Rob doesn't put makeup on, but, you know, the dreads and the crazy and the, yeah. the music, extremely intelligent, well-rounded, yeah. very well-educated people. And like really nice. Very like you nice. meet him and you're like, wait, how are you? I thought you were like the devil. How are you this nice? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's this brilliant persona and just the sweetest, nicest guy. So that, that one made my life. It was just so cool. It's the ones that don't look different that you have to worry about. That's right. Those, those are the ones you have to worry about. All right. Uh, took enough of your time. But uh, as always, Josh, thanks uh, so much for, for talking to me, especially in this new format that we're doing. 
Um, you know, I always request a bunch of time so we can have a good conversation, which I think we just did. Uh, Expedition Unknown, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. East, uh, followed by Expedition X, 9 p.m. East, and then Josh Gates tonight. That follows everything at 10 p.m. East. So you got just a trifecta of Josh Gates on Discovery, uh, Discovery Channel, or Discovery Plus. Brother Man, be safe when you're going out there. Don't be doing those dark dive deep things, all right? No more you of that. You got it. I'll be safe, and, uh, and it was awesome chatting with you. I look forward to the next time. All right, take care, buddy. Thank you. All the best, man. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. You want to know when the best time to upgrade your house? Always. Always a good idea. It's great for your property value, especially if you're in the business of trying to sell it right now. And definitely the kitchen and definitely the bath. UCI Kitchen and Bath, that's where you need to be. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator plus installer for the past 20 years. Extremely fair prices, quality of work, excellent service, uh, sets them apart from their competitors in their industry, which is a busy, busy industry. So if you want to visit the showroom located in Norcross, Georgia, right there, you can see their cabinets, you can see the granite, you can see the countertops, you can see the quartz, you can see the marble, you can see the quartzite, and you can watch them cut it there too. It's a one-stop shop as UCI Kitchen and Bath also provides the installation on whatever you buy. Let's save you some cash. Mention the BS, you get 10% off regular priced countertops. So, save some money. Mention the Bailey Show podcast, 10% off regular priced countertops. UCIGranite.com. Veteran-owned, established in 2009, Rockland Contracting. David Hawks is your guy, specializing in deck design and build. He's got this amazing 3D software. You'll see virtually what your deck will look like before it's done. Here's the thing. David Hawks has been with the Bailey Show podcast for a very long time, and he is booked up throughout the summer. So right now, if you're thinking about getting a deck design, he also specializes in basement remodel, new HVAC installation, interior and exterior painting. You got to book now with Rockland Contracting for the fall months. You can get a hold of them at 678-879-3867. 678-879-3867. So many of you two percenters have gotten a hold of David Hawks and Rockland Contracting, and he can't thank you enough. He needs some help. So if you're an experienced deck builder or you know how to do anything else that Rockland Contracting does, get a hold of David Hawk, 678-879-3867 or rocklandcontractingllc.com. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, Graphic Design and Apparel Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide-format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear then get a full 7 days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com It's better than radio. And back to you Jason. I'd like to thank Brandon Thrasher. Yay. What'd I do? 
You've helped me make a decision. Uh-huh. You are no longer welcome in my house after this recording. What? Yes. God. Thank you for making it easier <laughs> for me to ban you from my house. What I do? <laughs> Jill, would you like to start? <laughs> what did he do? My birthday party, Saturday night. Went great. Oh, oh, I have an idea. <laughs> Deaf August, yes. <laughs> he said a bad word in front of your, uh, your in-law parent. That was part of it, yeah. Oh, did I? I was taking notes. I don't know if you guys realize this. I take notes. So, I, <laughs> I mean, that's just what I do. Are um, you drunk? I, I wasn't drunk. Oh. I would never allow myself to get too intoxicated when people, like, <laughs> are over my house. <laughs> we had a great, uh, great time, great birthday party, you know. Well, my wife put it all together, ordered some... Blue crabs from Maryland. I did a probably the best brisket I've ever done. Uh, plenty of food. Great, great guests. Great people that came over. Um, it's weird though, and I'll get back to beating up on Brandon here in a minute because I know everybody's waiting <laughs> on that. But it it it's disappointing that you ask somebody to the party. Now, you if you can't go, that's fine. I understand. You get something going on. I, I get it. It's fine. But. If you don't reply at all, I think that's really rude, you know? And if you do RSVP and it's kind of like wishy-washy. Now, Brandon did not do that, even though you did not reply to the email I sent you. I told you live in person. I not know. in person, but, you know, I need, I need, but I need documentation so I can go back and put it all together. I've got a spreadsheet, you know, I got to, it's, it's all about numbers and emails and algorithms <laughs> and stuff like that. I got to know that. Uh, Jill, you said that you were coming. I sure did. You did. I sent an email out to numerous people and, you know, a couple of them came, but only one responded on this email that I sent out and I blind copied them and it was Randy Cross. He's the only one that responded out of everybody. Isn't that crazy? Well, usually people don't send <laughs> Wait, out Wait, so who was emails. on the email? Uh, I don't want to say who's on the email, but th- th- there was. But was it mainly people in that room? No, no, no. Nobody in this room. Actually, I don't uh, think, okay. did I send you, did I send you an email? Yeah. You sent me the okay, little so, so, thing you put together. Did, okay. So you both were on the email. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did one of those blind copies, you know? Okay. I sent it to myself. Well, that's what I was wondering because don't take it personally, but I think the email invite for a birthday party is a little outdated. Yeah. Uh, maybe Oof. a Facebook event, um, you know, shoot them a, a message on, on text or something, but it kind of makes sense why Randy uh, answered because it's a little bit of older technology and, and Randy seems like he's up on his email game. Um, so th- that might be why he responded. And Brandon's terrible at responding to emails anyway. I, I don't, I don't think like you talk about how it's old technology. He can't use it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, it's past the kids. They don't use, it's like sending him a fax. Like he, he's not going to re- respond to your fax. Yeah. Okay. So that's, <laughs> so, so next time don't send an email out for him. I'm an email guy. I've never gotten yeah. invited to a birthday party over email. Well, you probably have never been invited to a birthday party. Oh, a few. But that's why if, like, you do like a Facebook event, it's great because you can see if that person has seen your, uh, your invite. So then you can call them out and be like, I know you saw that motherfucker and you didn't even say anything. You didn't RSVP. So, yeah, yeah you should do that next year. Uh, well, I'm going to do that to the people that were on the email, a couple in particular. I was like, you know, Brandy and Lindsay. I mean, God, what flaky broads, man. These girls, like, we, like Rach invited them, right? And then I invited Lindsay like we were talking on text she asked me to listen to like their episode or something like that and I was like no I haven't listened to it I'm in the Bahamas sorry child almost died and been busy my bad 
you know? And so <laughs> we're going back and forth and I'm like, Hey, by the way, are you, are you coming over, you know, on Saturday night? And she goes, uh, like, I forget what it was like, maybe, or just um, keeping you wait. Like, just say no, yes or no. Like, that's the thing. That's the difference between like a Brandon party that he's going to go to. It's a kegger, man. If the beer is left, <laughs> the beer is left. Bring your own. Yeah, there's some fucking pretzels if you want some. Versus going to, you know, as you get older, an adult party where you've got a spread of food and you want to make sure you have enough food for everybody. You want to make sure you have enough drinks for everybody. So you want to like a head count, right? There's nothing wrong right. with that, right? Yeah, no, that's, yeah, you want to have an idea, especially with the type of, like you were saying, the the adult party. Brandon is going to, like you said, a kegger. Uh, you don't really care who comes or how many or whatever. You just have a kind of a general idea. Ah, throw some peanuts and uh, some beer at them, no big deal. But, yeah, if you're you're doing a brisket and a bunch of blue crabs, you kind of want to know the head count. I've, I've made an observation. As you get older, the prizes that you get for your birthday are just the annual restocking of your bar. Nobody puts any thought into it. They just give you liquor or wine. I don't even fucking. When's the last time you somebody see me with a glass of wine? Why would you give me a bottle of wine? Like, I mean, like, has have you have you ever seen a picture of me on social media with a glass of wine? Why would you think that I want a bottle of wine? Because you forgot and you felt bad that you didn't show up with something, so you grabbed a bottle of wine from your wine cabinet and you put it in a bag that's been reused twenty times, and you're pissed because you can't reuse it twenty one times because it stays at my house, which I will start to reuse, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen you drink wine. But that's kind of what you. That's the generic party gift that you bring with. Well, well, if you know, if you're at my house, you should know me. If you're going to somebody's house for their birthday, you should know them. You should know something about them that you will tailor make to their prize. I'll give you an example. A great example. There's a a, a gentleman who was a listener uh, on the radio show. He was a big fan, and he's followed us over to the podcast world. I've met him once because he had Rachel sell his house. And I went over with her, and I met him, and he's a, just a really nice guy, really, really legitimate, good soul, good human being, right? And Rachel knocks it out of the park, sells his house, very thankful. And for my birthday, and he wasn't even invited to the party. I should have invited him to the party. He gives her a gift to give to me. Two tickets to the Motley Crue, Poison, Def Leppard, oh, Joan Jett. Oh, that's going to be awesome. And here's a kicker, a gift card to Longhorn Steakhouse. Because I always talk about Longhorn, right? So right. he's a listener and knows me better than the people that I invited to my house. Yeah. No, that, I mean, makes sense. None of my friends fucking listen, so yeah, it sounds like the same thing with you. <laughs> the listeners know what's up more in our lives more than uh, our buddies. I haven't I haven't opened up the prizes yet because my birthday is not until tomorrow, Tuesday. So I, uh, I, I and I like to do it on the day. You know, people are trying to get me to open them up yesterday, but I don't like to open up stuff people give me in front of them because most of it I'm not going to like. I'm a very hard person to, to shop for, please. So I don't want to have that phony face. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for the red wine. Oh, oh my God. I love Barefoot or whatever the fuck that wine's called. You know, like, I can't lie. I just, I'm not that guy. That's why I got fired. I just can't kiss ass and lie. You know, so. Did you guys get me something? Did you bring me something over? I brought oh, I a did. piece of beer. Uh, that's what you brought me? That beer from Pontoon? Yeah. That was my prize? Happy birthday. Yep. All right. Oh, you're going to like mine. Oh, you did bring me something. Yeah, it's in the back. It says baby boy. Did, please tell me you didn't bring me another fucking clear lamp. 
<laughs> no, no, we were thinking about it, but I got you something a little, little easier to buy. Is that from both you and Def August? Yeah, yeah. He offered. Re- what did you, you offered to make me a new staircase? A what? A new staircase. Do you remember that you offered? Oh to ma- no, yeah, I offered to redo all of your crappy PVC handrails. Yeah, he hates my. If you didn't understand that, he said so PVC handrails. Yeah, he doesn't like him. He hates him. Uh, and yep. I and I can appreciate the honesty. And he's sitting there wobbling. He's trying to break him. That's what he's trying to do. I, I, I offered Brandon money if he got drunk enough to break your handrails, and I was going to come around and give you a quote. Oh, so then you were going to sell me and not yeah. just do it for free? Yeah. After I beat the shit out of your friend for breaking my fucking handrails. Okay. <laughs> you know I have baseball bats all around this place. <laughs> but they're uh, wiffle balls. Yeah. So uh, okay. So I'll. Is it, I'm gonna like it. Yeah, you're gonna like it. Are you sure? You'll like it. Where is it? Let's see it. Open it up. It's upstairs. It's upstairs. The, yeah. You want to open it? I think you should. Yeah. All I'm right. curious. Go upstairs and get it. Okay. Go upstairs and get it. <laughs> Nate, this is a bad idea. I'm already mad at him. Yeah, because August could have gone and got it, and Brandy could have stayed here. But you know, <laughs> <sighs> that's you thinking. Stop. Stop doing that. Do you well, have any guesses as to what it could be? It's not. I, it's, I forgot what it was, honestly. It's, it's not going to be good. I mean, he's about as creative as a broken fucking vibrator. He did say he was trying to go to the pizza place, but apparently they were closed or something. Oh, if he got me... Well, there's no Gino's Pizza in that from Wingate, North Carolina. So, uh, well, you did try for the pizza. Yeah. yeah I, I listened to the Clueless 2 podcast episode yesterday, so I do know boy? what it is. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Sweet. You're laughing. But he did try to go get the pizza, so I will give him that. Respect on that. What happened? They were closed. Well, they're already closed now? Uh, Well, they're closed like Saturday, Sunday, Monday. They normally close then? That's dumb. I don't know. Well, that's what they said online. Why didn't you call them when they were open? Well, because that would have been Friday. Yeah, But, I mean, like, if you really were trying to do that for me, Uh there's a way to do it. You would find somebody that lives there. I don't know how. You would just, I mean, you just find somebody that lives there. You would pay them to go get the pizza and to ship it. Ship it, or yeah, you just go to the Genos in Atlanta and say that. you went to the original. <laughs> yeah, I that's for what a, I would do. I asked them for a picture of the pizza box, but they never sent me a picture. Oh yeah, you said. Oh, there so was you an did issue finally talk box. to them? Not message them on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, okay. They didn't send me a picture though. Wait, so, so this a is a pizza effort. from a for <laughs> like or B College minus. Town? The College Town Pizza? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. It's like Kelsey's no, nothing pizza. with the pizza. I just think in a college town. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are the days you want to be open as a pizza place. Those That's when really the college kids go out. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, there's just tissues in here. No, there's there's stuff in the bottom. Oh, so that's like the oh. tissue wrapping paper. Yeah. Okay, but it's actual it, tissues. It's a spank bank. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he actually put tissue in the box for tissue paper. That's actually, I don't think I can be mad at you for that. That's actually, <laughs> I've never seen that before. That's kind of you can reuse it, actually. <laughs> uh, so there's an envelope. A yellow envelope with the clueless two scratched out, and then it says Bailey. Always forget you're supposed to put the person you're giving it to on the front, not who gave it to you. Well, you could have put from to. Oh, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> shit, didn't think of that. <laughs> so it's a card. There's two cards in here. The first card is a unicorn, and it says you're turning four. And he put in pen seven forty seven. <laughs> Still can't be mad. <laughs> so far, so good. Uh, this special sparky number four, seven, is just for you because you're such a special sparkly little girl. 
Happy four seventh, forty seventh birthday, the clueless two. All right, you know how much I just hate cards. Yeah. Okay. Well, I figured a funny yeah. card would be better. It is pretty funny. I, I'm 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 a funny. If you're gonna give a card, you got to do something like that. I agree. So nicely done there. Uh, birthdays are a time for. Re- There's a picture of an old woman on this card, by the way. <laughs> I know you like old people. No. <laughs> Uh, Sexy. Birthdays are a time for reaching out and grabbing hold of the best things in life. Okay. <clears throat> Trust me on this. And she's grabbing an old man's ass. <laughs> Happy nice. birthday. It's us again. <laughs> and, then, and there's a Longhorn Steakhouse gift card. But in the top right-hand corner, it says $15 to $100. Would we like to all take guesses on how much is on this Longhorn Steakhouse gift card? Nate? Uh, well, since half of the gift was, was, um, birthday cards that are pretty expensive now, I think he spent most of his money on the birthday cards. So it probably was going to be 30, but now the, the gift card's probably only 15 bucks. All right, Jill. I'll give him a little bit more credit. I'm going to say 25, 25 August. Do you remember? Uh, I'm going to say 47, 47, 47th birthday. That would be clever. How much is it? Uh, 50. 50. That's I didn't 40, think of 47. That's a good idea. Yeah, but $50, that's impressive. That's yeah, I got to tell you, that's, I wish I would have beat you up before I opened this up. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a, actually very thoughtful, very sweet, and I'm not a big prize receiver. I like to, I like to give prizes, uh, and I definitely don't like to open them up in front of people, but this was very thoughtful. Thank you. Did a good job. You did a great job. Hell yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, no problem. Happy birthday. It's a great it's a great gift because it's one free steak for Bailey's daughter's friend. Yeah. Yeah. No, I still got to throw in 15 bucks. <laughs> That's true. I'm, still, I'm in the hole. <laughs> uh, that was very nice. Thank you very much. That was very no good. Problem. Very well done. All right. Now should I beat him up for the party? <laughs> <laughs> Have at it. <laughs> All right. So here, don't say anything, please. Not yet. Okay. Let me talk to Nate. He's the only one. At my party, we had probably about 20-ish people here, right? Uh, And remember, Jill brought some beer from Pontoon for my birthday, okay? That that was her prize. That was very thoughtful. I was just kidding, but that was very nice, very thoughtful. Sean couldn't make it, so he said, here's some beer. Enjoy the beer. It's it's good beer. That's strawberry. What was that strawberry? Strawberry Field of Dreams. Oh, my God. You like that one? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Uh, so we got coolers, you know, we got cooler water, cooler soda pop, we got cooler beer, we got the, you know, the bar in the back, I'm making people mulejitos, you know, my drink that I, that I, that I made up and, you know, we got, mulejito. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of Russian mule and mojito. I like it. So it's vodka, ginger beer, splash of pineapple, uh, seltzer water, um, mint and yeah, that's it. I respect it. Yeah. Very good. It's very refreshing. So making those for people, the, the food's out. I made an amazing brisket, 17-pound brisket, smoked it for about 10 hours, came out. I mean, it was just so on point. The blue crabs, I'm teaching people like Jill. Oh, that was the other thing, is teaching these people how to eat blue crabs. It's like fucking pulling teeth. God almighty. Like, I thought, I got to tell you, I thought you were stupid. I Me? really did. I thought you were, something was wrong with you for about five minutes at this party. I thought you were a red helmet wearer. Like, I could not figure out. Like, I'm sitting there showing her how to do it with my own two hands. Well, I didn't want to do it. I was kind of forced into learning how to eat this crab. Well, I didn't know that. In their defense, eating a blue crab is like pulling teeth because it's not easy and it's not fun and you barely get any food. But but I 
I get it. It's no, you don't get it. If you're going to say things like that, it is, it is, <laughs> it is a way of life. You know, as a Marylander, it's a way of life and it's a fun food. You're not going to sit, you're not going to sit there and get, well, you will get stuffed after a while, but it's a fun food because the meat's rich, but it's fun, you know, to get it and you're talking and then, you know, a little crack here and you get a little in your eye and then I cut the old bay and it stings. You're like, ah, and it's just, an, it's an experience. <laughs> it's a sunflower seeds of the ocean. So that was another thing. I'm trying to teach all these people like I, I, Jill, I'm sitting this is how you crack. You gotta rip the legs off. It's a whole thing. I'm weird. I don't like chicken wings either, or ribs for that matter. All the carnivorous foods that you have to like literally rip off the bone. No, well, you not said a fan. That. you said yeah. that. I'm like, well, it's, it's not oh, chicken yeah, wings and it's not ribs. It's, it's they're crabs. They're on the same track. So I'm trying to teach people. My neighbors, you know, they're Iranian. Um, Tony, who owns UCI Kitchen and Bath, is a sponsor of the show. They came over and uh, they were very excited to learn how to eat crabs. So. I got to teach them, and I thought that was cool. It's like a cultural thing, you know. It's like you're Iranian, and I'm not. And here's a Maryland blue crab, something you don't have. Let me teach, and they learned, and they liked it. It was neat. Felt like I was building up foreign relations or something. And so <laughs> that was a process, you know, teaching people how to do this. And then a, a true blue crab eater, especially if you're from Maryland, were very, very finicky. You do not leave meat in the crab. Like that defeats the purpose of what you're trying to accomplish. And so they're like kind of rushing through it and they're just throwing shit away. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You dig back <laughs> into the pile. You grab that, you find the meat and you suck the meat out of the fucking claw or your ass is out of here. That's how my parties go, by the way. There's a lot of rules, a lot of rules. Brandon Teller. Yeah, a lot of rules. Can't be in the yard. That's one. That's one I didn't do this time. That's good. So in my head, Nate, I said, Brandon's going to have three strikes just for one night, which give me credit. That's pretty forgiving for me. Yeah, that is nice, especially because he's already got a couple strikes. So it's nice. You reset it for your birthday. And, you know, every time I never have to worry about Def August. He's a well-mannered young man. You know, I got to tell you, the voice you, of reason you, he, yeah, you, you yeah, kind of, but you are, you, you have, you have manners. Thank you. You are a gentleman. Um, I consider you a gentleman. I I enjoy your company, and I like when you come over my house. Okay? I don't know what the fuck's wrong with your friend. <laughs> well, he didn't go to Cotillion with me in uh, Fitch Grange, so yeah. I thought of it. Like, he... He, he doesn't know shit. Like, I mean, like, he's like a caveman. You know, he's like li been living in the desert or so, like raised by wolves in the middle of the Amazon or something. I don't know. He doesn't even know the simplest of things. Like, you don't pour your, this is the first strike, you don't pour your beer on my rose bush. It was next to the bush. My wife, I didn't even catch you. <laughs> Rachel caught you. You think I'm bad. You fuck with her. She'll whip your ass. So Rachel freaks out on him. She goes, honey, honey, he's pouring beer on the rose bush. She doesn't have that. You know, <laughs> pouring beer on the rose bush. I was like, Brandon, what the fuck? Are you? And this is in front of people. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? It's good well, for the bush. What was, what was he doing? Was he being like drunk and be like, hey, the bush wants some beer too? Or was he just pouring it out like he was getting rid of the rest of his empty warm beer? I don't know. I don't it was know like the last little sip, you know, it's kind of bad. And you're like, eh, it's a little warm, stagnant. So I'm just going to pour it out right here. Pour it out for my homies yeah. on Bailey's rose <laughs> bush. dead homies. <laughs> Yeah, a little rosebud. Who was that? Oh, you know that you stare at me? I stare at you? Yeah, I noticed that a lot. <laughs> like, as soon as you came over Saturday night, you would stare at me. 
Well, usually you're the one talking, so usually you look at the person talking. Yeah, no, not all the time. Like you just, I would, I would see. I didn't say anything, <laughs> but I would, I'd see you staring at me. It made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> you were always staring at me. I don't think so. You, no, I, I was looking around. I was, check my notes. Did you get a picture of me staring at you? <laughs> no, I couldn't. I wanted to keep it on the DL. I wanted to save it for the show. Brandon, are you just thinking maybe? Do you ever just stand there and you, you're looking at something, but you're not really looking at it? You're just thinking about something in your head? Yeah, you just kind of zone out. I mean, you got to have somewhere to look when you're just thinking, you know? And if you got a party with a lot of people, you're bound to look at somebody. Yeah, have here. Look, Brandon, not good at parties and always stares at me. He <laughs> thinks I don't see him. That's what he wrote. He thinks I don't see him. <laughs> I do. I was in my notes. <laughs> this is when I was trying to teach you the crabs, and I'm sitting there telling and, he, and he's, he, but he's staring at me like, uh, uh, <laughs> like that is so weird. I'm like, stop, stop staring at me, Swan. What are you doing? Um, okay, so the beer was the first strike. The second strike, which should have been, I should have sent him home. He he was the only one that was overly drunk at the party, like annoyingly drunk. Like I'm twenty. What? Yeah, like I'm twenty three. <laughs> I can't handle my liquor. I'm slurring my words. And let's be honest, Brandon. You're trying to impress Jill because you've got the hots for Jill. There's no doubt about it. And I and I even said that. I was like, he, he totally wants you, but he doesn't know how to act, you know, because he's 23 and he's just chugged. Def August is not drunk. Def August is perfectly fine, but drinking beer and socially being a gentleman. Right. Right. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> this, by the way, just 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 for everybody else to, if you were trying to understand what I'm doing, this is called divide and conquer. All right, that's what I'm doing right now. It's called divide. It's a trick. It's divide and conquer. Um, so we're all up at my the big deck, the upper deck with the the table and the crabs and everything's up there. And at the table is me, my wife, Jill. Jill brought a friend, by the way, very pleasant, Benita, my friend Benita. Yeah, very Best friend from high school. Very nice girl. Uh, it was a pl- pleasure having her over. She's a very oh, pleasant girl. Then my uh, mother-in-law and my father-in-law are there, Rachel's parents, gra- grandma and poppy. And, and Def August is up there too. Um, I think that was all, everybody that was up, uh, everybody, other people were other places. And both of you guys, but more you, Brandon, they cuss so much. Like, I don't mind cussing, but it's a right place and a right time and it has to be, Right, you know, like we cuss on the, this podcast because we can. You know, I've been doing radio for 30 years and haven't been able to say a cuss word on the air. You know, we say this and you can kind of talk normal, but not every word out of my mouth is fuck shit, cunt, cunt, putsy, put the You know, it's 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 a little place every once in a while. These guys cuss like sailors. Like the, <laughs> I mean, every every other word out of their mouth was fuck shit, fuck shit, fuck shit, <laughs> fuck shit, fuck shit. It was like it made me, it made Nate, I kid you not, it made me uncomfortable. That's how much cussing they both were doing. More Brandon. Yeah, it doesn't really surprise me, though, just judging by when we do top three. I mean, this, the song topics might be graduation songs, and Brandon will pull up a Big Pussy Hose. And that's, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's every, every fucking music or uh, artist that he listens to is some little rapper that, that talks like that. So I get it. That's his environment, I guess. <laughs> so I didn't say anything because it was kind of, towards the end of the night and and I was just like, all right, I got to find a way to get these people out of my house. And, <laughs> and, and I think actually everybody had gone. It was just, that was the rest of the party. Like everybody, everybody left and everybody, it was a time, you know, you, you it started at like six or six thirty, and it was 10, 10 30. Now it's plenty of time to be at my house. We, 
you know, you gave me my prize. You had some drinks. You ate my food. We had some pleasantries. It's time for you to go. And, and, and normal people know when there's a time to go. This guy won't leave until you like ask him to leave. And then he won't leave. You have to force him almost out of your house. He makes it very uncomfortable. So he's telling some story. Oh, he's telling a story about Mexico. And I guess there's more to the story in Mexico where he did get prostitutes or what? <laughs> you're telling some prostitute story about how, like you were having sex with some girls. He's telling the story, but he's telling it very raw at the table. He's like, yeah, so I was going to fuck him. And, and my in-laws are right there. And I said, and I, I had to say it in front of everybody because there's no other way to do it. I said, dude, watch your language. And instead of being smart and going, you know what? All right, I'm, I've had a little bit too much to drink. I'm getting carried away. This is Jason's house, whatever. I, I, he's right, I'm wrong. You know, he go, he fights me on it. What, man? I get him to tell the story. You're the one that wants to hear the fucking story about me fucking the prostitutes. The, the fucking shit, motherfucking shit. Come, come, pussy, come, come, fucking shit, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. I go, dude, I go, if you cuss again, you're out. And so, to his credit, he didn't cuss. He, he watched his P's and Q's. But you didn't understand why that was not right. Yeah, no, not really. You I mean, still, I'm just telling a story. Even, even though you're sober, you still don't understand. Yeah, it's just telling a story. I mean, I'm sure they've heard cuss words and stories like that before. They're old people. But, but the, there's <laughs> there's manners. Like, you don't do that. And in, in the, there's elders, and then there's your elders. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't know them. So especially if you don't know them and you're at somebody else's house celebrating a birthday party and there could be, you know, the teenager kids. And yes, yes, I know they've heard the words before, but they don't need the drunk, smelly guy telling a story about <laughs> fucking prostitutes on my deck. <laughs> Nate, am I off here? Yeah, I, I guess you got to read uh, who's around. I don't really know. Were the, any of the kids around or is it just the adults? No, if if, if, if the kids were around, it would have been a lot. I mean, I would have been really, I would have, I probably would have just thrown them off the deck. But, you know, because, you know, I, I mean, I, th- I threw one of my best friends, almost threw him out of the house because he wouldn't stop saying fuck in, in my house. And I was like, my daughter's right upstairs sleeping. Shut up. You know, and it, but he got it the next day when he sobered up. I mean, he's got yeah. a problem. Um, but, but there's a thing, right? I mean, there's manners. Like I, I, I'd never cussed in front of your parents, nor would I ever cuss in front of your parents because that's how I was, I guess, raised. I mean, I, that used to be a thing, right? That used to be manners. Am I wrong? Yeah. I don't know what they, cause usually it was a thing when you were younger, you're a kid, like obviously you're in high school or something and you're at a friend's house. You don't cuss in front of their parents, but at some age, there has to be something where, Hey, we're all adults here. We can kind of say words, but to your point, it does depend on how often, cause we can w- drop F bombs and whatnot, but if you're doing it too much, then it, then it gets a little cringy. Um, but I still like, you know, Rachel has, siblings so they've had sex at least a couple times so they know about these stories um but yeah maybe uh maybe not use the f-bomb so many times in front of your elders well if you want to base it off of that i mean okay so you're going to be there in front of people you don't know and they're they are your elders and you can sit there and talk about anal rape and how your butthole bleeds and and then and then and then go oh well you know what they had a thing about this on uh, sixty minutes the other night so I figured you'd all know about it and it's a real thing but this guy was so far up in there it just you don't share those stories those are the good stories though to me to Nate <laughs> yes those are the good stories to the audience to the two percent yes those are the good to Deaf August the one that actually made you bleed yes those are the good stories. <laughs> 
but not, so I would just well, for the podcast, bro. Yeah, yeah, but not to my, not for my in laws. They don't listen. They don't like. They don't like these kind of stories. Now, if they do listen, that's on them. But you don't <laughs> tell that to their face. So I, I cut off the cussing. So it was done for about twenty seconds until Jill speaks. <gasps> She's just as, <laughs> oh no, yeah, you like a sailor. You are <laughs> horrible. You have a dick. You are horrible. <laughs> I don't know about all that. You, but. you, you are like you between you two. There was no word, not fucker shit. <laughs> August. I was just sitting over here. You were there. Good manners. <laughs> Could you hear that? Oh uh, man, my hearing aids were hurting themselves. You, it's coming, okay. It's okay. It's okay to agree with me. It's yeah. fine. Do do you not agree that you should not use those words? Oh, I agree one hundred percent. Thank you. Because you're a gentleman. My, I wouldn't say to my grandma at all. So. Exactly right. You're a gentleman. You yeah. have manners. Yeah. So what's up? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've, he met my grandma many a time. He's done. He has saved my grandma, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know why the do, cuss words do, do, come do, out. Does he cuss in front of your grandma? No, we haven't hung out that much with my grandma. We haven't cracked any beers with my grandma. Mm. What about <laughs> your father? Does he cuss in front of the, the bee man? Uh, my dad has cussed at us both more than we have toward him. Okay, all right. So. Well, we're just not like that. Yeah, on the north side. Okay. Okay. Well, so I mean, have some, have some fucking manners. Okay. Now I know. Yeah. <laughs> so the nights I, I kick them out eventually. I, I I have to. I'm like, all right, it's done. I said. I, so I, I actually gave him a um, a shot clock. I said, 15 minutes and we're done. So instead of just accepting it, he fights me on it. Ah, what are you talking about? 15 minutes. <laughs> it's like 11:30 at this time. You know, and I'm still going to do some cleaning up, and I'm not going to get in bed. I got to get get a dip, and I'm not going to get some shut eye till like 1 a.m. That's way too late for me. And so he's fighting me. Oh, come on, we're going to stay. We're just going to drink some more. He's like so drunk, it's annoying now. Like he can't put <laughs> words together, sentences together. He's just all over the place. He's slurry, stinky, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> so finally, they the 15 minutes, none of them got the hint on it. They, they, they're not keeping time. So I'm keeping time. I'm like, all right, guys, it's time. Everybody's got to go. And I guess that's weird. Is that weird for you people that to, to, for for the host to say get out of my fucking house? Uh, I mean, it no, it's kind of weird with the We've shot never, clock. We never go to a party and they get, and they kick us out. I mean, you are the first one to kick us out of any party, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like a dinner party. It wasn't like a house party. Yeah, yeah, they're this, different. The, 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 I, I didn't kick you out. I just told you when to leave. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference. Fair enough. You know, I mean, yeah. kick you out is... Well, wasn't it like 6.30 to 10.30? Wasn't that like the time frame of the party? I don't know. But I mean, you should know if you're coming to a party like this, that we're not... It's not an all-night rager. It's not a Sharpie on the solo cup. It's not a king stand. It's not a fuck-up plant. It's not one of those parties. Yeah, I always get them confused once I start drinking. Then I'm like, wait a minute. We're in the wrong setting. Right. Bailey doesn't like to party party. <laughs> Well, no, like old man party. No, it's an adult. It's an adult party. There's a difference. You go to your little keg parties in the woods with your little friends down in Noonan and you can stay out as long as you want. I get it. Uh I've been there. It's fine. There's you go. You leave when you want to leave. When you're an adult, you have a time frame. You have responsibilities. You have to get up at a decent hour. You got things to do. You know, you have to take that. You have to, you have to, uh, I think, respect other people and understand where they're coming from a little bit more. But I, the shot clock is, is, is like what you do in poker. If you're doing a cash game and you're sitting there, um, not everybody does it, but you should, you say, all right, I got 15 minutes or I got one more orbit just to give everybody a heads up. 
It's it's uh-huh. it's a po- I don't know if it's a po- it's a poker thing in, in my eyes, but so I gave you guys a shot clock. You wouldn't leave, Nate. So I finally had to say, all right, let's go, everybody out. You know, it's time to go home, time to go to bed, and this and that. Was it just them or everybody? Like, were you shutting the party down, or were you shutting the Clueless Two party down? Everybody was gone, Nate. They'd been gone for about oh. an hour. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, every everybody left. They, they, they went home. They dispersed they they got out they did they, they were normal fucking people where it was like it's time to go you know um so here's the third strike but it was at the end of the night so it kind of worked out so he's trying to hornswoggle jill into <laughs> driving them to some other chick's house this nurse Y'all were trying to go to, like, downtown, wasn't it? Yeah, downtown yeah, Atlanta. I, so. I was like, bro, I am not <laughs> driving to downtown Atlanta. That's what I was going to ask Brandon. So I heard on the Close 2 episode yesterday that you guys were talking about going to a graduation party after Bailey's. So did you guys make that, or did you go before, and then that's why you were so drunk? Uh, no, we went after, but it was kind of like the party kind of died out, and when I got there, I just kind of passed out in the chair. <laughs> Oh, the, okay. part, the party wasn't going on at 1230? No, well, I mean, there's still people partying. What kind, of people are, what kind of people are you partying with that are done at 1230? At graduation, they should be young and crazy and writing their names on solo cups. Where are you going? Well, they were at Top Golf, and then we didn't make that that deadline. I think they left at 1130. Yeah. But then when we got there, I mean, everyone's still drinking, having a good time. I was just kind of tired. It was like 3 in the morning. Yeah. All right, so he's, he's like... They're, they can't drive, which I wouldn't have let them drive. I don't think you had drank that much. I think you could. Yeah, but I shouldn't have been driving. But I, and I can respect that. I'm yeah. glad you. I'm glad you made that decision. I'm sure the fuck they're not staying at my. <laughs> that ain't <laughs> happening. So uh, they were like, "We're going to Uber to this girl's house in Atlanta, in the city, which is you know 20, 30 minutes you know south." But they're able to convince Jill and her friend. Somehow. And I know what he's thinking, right, Nate? I mean, you and I have been there, right? It's like, oh, well, if I get in her car, then she's going to invite us over her house. And <laughs> I'm halfway there. I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, she's going to feel bad. And then, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning, we're all sleeping. I'll sneak in bed. She's going to love me. <laughs> <laughs> she's got to find that right time for the roofie. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so I'm glad we can all laugh about roofie jokes. <laughs> so, uh, so she agrees because she's a nice, sweet girl. Yeah, thank you for that. And she, but, yeah, 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 you're welcome. But, 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 but she's got some balls on her too. She says, I ain't taking you to Atlanta. And he goes, Well, that's just fine. Take us as close as you can so we can get an Uber. <laughs> so, she, what, you live like 10 minutes from me? Where? From me. Oh, uh, like 15. Okay, 20. 15 minutes or 20. But so the, the Uber ride was cut in half. But you and I both know, Nate, if he, he was, I'm sure that, that car ride was Brandon putting his little, you know, Casanova on, you know, it's like, I don't know if I want to go to this party. I'm just kind of tired. Maybe I'll just crash here. Do you guys have a spare room? Did any of that come up? No, not really. You didn't pick up on any of those vibes? No. no. I didn't get any creepy vibes. Because your friend was terrified of them. <laughs> was she really? Yeah, she was. She, was she? She wanted to stay the night. She didn't want to go home with you guys. She was like, don't put me in the, it's like, we just oh. met and I like you. Please don't make me do this. What? But what time was this? It was like 1130? Yeah, 1130-ish. Okay, well, Marta was still running. You guys should have just got a ride to Marta and you get a road. Station. Yeah, I don't even know how to ride Marta. We would have ended up in, like, Raleigh. Yeah, they didn't know where they were going. <laughs> That's the thing. Y'all don't live up here, so you don't know the size of town or, like, the logistics of getting there. Yeah. It, it was, was It was an adventure. I was like, I'll take y'all. I, y'all got an Uber. I let them come to my apartment, and then they got an Uber from my apartment. So they came upstairs. 
Well, I live on the first floor, so they didn't have to well, come upstairs. Did they but... come through the threshold of your apartment? Yeah. Met my cap. Okay, so mission accomplished. He's in. <laughs> I know this was the plan all along, right? You know, and Def August just long for the ride, and he's the nice guy and the voice of reason. Just you make... did spill beer on my coffee table. I'm very sorry. Yeah, I know. And you didn't like, clean it. It doesn't matter where he goes. He fucks shit up. Everywhere fell over on the coffee table. table. It was Every, bad. Everywhere he goes, he's 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 bad. It's bad. Bad, 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 bad. <laughs> so you're probably thinking, you're in the apartment. It's getting late. Your buzz is running off a little bit. You're like, I'm just going to stay there. I don't think the buzz was running off. I think I was still drinking. But you and your mind were like, I'm here. I made it. Yeah, I y'all won. definitely commandeered some beers from the party. Well, hold on. <laughs> That's jumping the punch. All right? <laughs> don't jump the punch. So you're thinking, I'm here, right? This is going to work. The couch was comfy. I will tell you that. Yeah, and Trailer Park Boys couch. on. I was like, but in your yeah, mind, you're going, I'm just going to yeah. stay the night here, right? Sort of. Like Jill's my girlfriend now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were thinking. Be honest. Come on. No, no, I mean, no. I was like, you know, it'd be cool if we just stayed here because they're probably not doing anything at the parties. I was like, yeah, maybe she'll just crash on the couch. But this, this was the plan all along, right? You knew that when you left my house, even an hour before you left the house, you knew that that's what you were going to do. You were going to hit her up for the ride. You're going to end up in her apartment, and you're going to find a way to crash on her couch. In your mind, that's what you were thinking. That was your plan. That was one of the plans, yeah. I knew But it. I had a backup plan. Wow. Do I fucking know people or what? I could see it in his eyes. He was planning this shit. He was a devious little snake. Just planning, yummy Jill, and then I'm going to sneak in the room, and I'm going to grab her toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting, I'm getting them out. They're, they're leaving. Go back to the uh, Jill for my birthday, brought me a bunch of beer from Pontoon. And, and it was a bunch. I mean, it was like. A case. Yeah, a case. I mean, so she comes in with all this beer. Very nice. Nice. And the beer cooler. The beer, yeti, the beer Yeti was on the bottom deck by the, the grill and stuff. And I, as I'm seeing everybody, you know, like we're getting everybody and we're kind of cleaning up a little bit. And I look down at the beer cooler and I see Brandon and August going through every beer in the cooler and taking it. Now, they came to the party with a case of Bud Light cans. You're more than welcome to take that. But I looked in there, and they weren't all Bud Lights. They, they were just they were every beer I had in there. Now, I'm not the biggest beer drinker. Everybody knows that. But I like to, especially if it's a prize for me, Keep them on standby for guests and what have you. Uh, and I might every once in a while, that strawberry one. I, I'll remember that. I'll bring you more. So he's putting all the beers in there. And I, and I go, bro, what are you, what are you doing? You know, I'm taking the beers and the beers. <laughs> and they're doing it like they're stealing from a 7-Eleven. Like they're, <laughs> they're, they're, their backs are turned and they're quickly shoving them into this box. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just getting our beers. Then he lies to me blatantly lies to me when I can see him stealing my beer. He's stealing from my house is what he's doing. I I left you some Bud Lights in there. I just swapped them out. Yeah, that's the other thing. So I went went down there, and Def August goes, Hey, man, don't worry about it. We're going to leave you some beers. I go, Who the fuck are you to tell me you're leaving my beers at my house for my fucking party? Get your fucking Bud Lights and get this fucking shit out of here. I was pissed. They're stealing my beers. My beers. And they're, then they're arguing with me that they're stealing my beers. Like, they're justified to do it. I'm like, get a fucking job and go buy your own goddamn beer. Well, it was a little late. I don't think, I think they were closed. I don't care. Station. Go find a way to get beer. So that was the third strike. And then they were gone. 
Thank God. You were mad at me about the TV, too. Oh, my God. I forgot. I you put those poor people in that room, and they had to watch tennis for hours. Those poor people. Okay. Well, one, it's my house, and I put whatever I want on my television. And if you don't like it, suck a pee-pee. Um, so the, the, they wanted to put the Braves game on, which is fine. I mean, it was in the man room. That's fine. So I go in there, and Brandon hands me the remote. And he goes, hey, it's not working. And, and, and he's fucked it all up. There's like, like the, the sound's off, the TV's off. You know, it's on fire and you know, people are hanging from the ceiling. I mean, everything's chaotic in this room. And so I'm, I'm like, okay, well, in, in your defense, there's a little hiccup with the sound, with the tuner. It, it goes back to this other setting. You got to do this. It, it was fine when it was on tennis, but you, you did something. That's fine. I can fix it. That's what I thought happened. So I change it and the, I go to hit the TV remote, the direct TV remote, and it's not changing the channel. It's not changing, the, putting the guide up. I keep hitting it, and I'm like, what did you do? You know, you're thinking, like, did you reprogram it, Brandon? Or did you take the batteries out and put them up your butthole? Like, what did you do? <laughs> and so um, so I look behind me, and I have a remote tower. Oh, you know this, Nate. I have that remote tower in that back room. And it's got, yeah. it's got four remotes on it. It's got the TV remote, in case you need to change the source. It's got the direct TV remote. It's got the... Um, the tuner remote, and then there's some other remote on it. He finds a, another DirecTV remote in a drawer. Like, I didn't even know it existed. He just found it. He's trying to use it. If you Let me ask you this, Nate. You go to somebody's house, and you're not familiar with their remotes and TVs and all that stuff. Do you go in a drawer to find a remote, or do you look on top of a countertop or something where the remote's out and then if you don't find anything, you would ask before you would go into a drawer. You wouldn't go into somebody's. My, my question is, you just don't go into drawers in somebody's house, right? Nah, probably not. Well, at least with um, if I'm looking for a remote, maybe if I was looking for some silverware, I'd go in the drawer. But the remote typically should be sitting out somewhere. And it was. It was sitting out where I sit on the couch, which pff, mind blown makes all the sense in the world. So he finds this remote that I didn't even know existed. And that's why it's not working. So I fix it. And I'm like, here, the Braves game's on and, you know, watch it. He wants to argue with me that the other, everything was an argument with him. He wants to argue with me that the other remote wasn't in plain sight. And he, then he's telling me that it was in the drawer. And I'm like, dude, this is my house. I purposely put them there because that's how I want them out in plain sight. He, he just wouldn't believe me for whatever reason. He would not believe me. I opened the drawer and put the other remote in there but not the, the remote that's out. I don't know. I think it's the alcohol. I think you got a problem. I think you need, I need a, you need a sponsor. That's what you need. need a sponsor. Yeah. You need a sponsor. Alcohol. Yeah. Like, like somebody light. to call. Daddy like light. Yeah. No, no, I like, think pontoon would sponsor. Like <laughs> no, you, you need somebody to call when, or, or somebody that I can call when it gets to that point. You know? So anyway, that's that. It was a fun party though. I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. You ruin a lot of things. <laughs> But I do like the the, the the price. That was very nice. It was very sweet. Yeah. Def August, did you have a good time? I had a great time. Yeah. What was, was your favorite? Thank what you was... for inviting us. Just, just thank say, you for feeding us. Just say thank you for inviting me. You. Oh, you, yeah. You, just stop talking for <laughs> him. Thanks. Is it, just me and you, buddy. Just say, Jason, thanks for inviting me. I had a pleasant time, and thanks for the food. Thank you for showing me how uh, you do blue crab. Mm -hmm. You know, and I did, and you're welcome, and you were very appreciative. You it might not be your thing in the future, but you were very appreciative. Not many opportunities to have blue crap, yeah. right? Yeah. This, can we <clears throat> replace? Like, is that possible, Nate? 
replace switch him. Yeah, just like boop, switch him. Like Brandon no longer is on the show, and Def August is like that kind of thing. Or you can just sub them in and out. Yeah, just like Def, Def August is like the substitute Brandon, I guess. One week on, one week off, you know, kind of thing or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Well. Well, congratulations, you're banned from my house outside of right now. Well, it was a good party. Yeah. If you want to come to the, the ne- band list, if you want to come to the next party, you're gonna have to zoom in. Okay. Yeah. Oh. We'll put you on a zoom. We'll put you on a Zoom call. Look at that. He just opens up my refrigerator and grabs something. I'm a little thirsty. Yeah, it doesn't even ask. I was one of the, one of the beers he stole from you. doesn't even ask. Just, just takes... How do you know how... how okay. You told me last time. I'm not stealing your monsters. I just want some hydration. Okay, you can have some hydration. You ready? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. One question with Brandon. Let me hear about Sparky's. Sparky's Lawn Care. He does all your cutting, your edging, your mowing. He's a veteran-owned since 2020. He'll do some odd jobs for you, like maybe clean up after a party. You know, maybe. You can ask him. But uh, give him a call or shoot him a text, which is real convenient, 706-897-2199, or email him at sparkyslawn at gmail.com. All right, hold on. Let me just check my notes on my phone, see, make sure I don't miss anything. Brandon, not good at parties, stares at me, he doesn't see me, cussing. I uh, didn't talk about the boobs. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Good. Um, all right. So people that know a lot of languages, do you think they make up their own languages? Oh, that's, oh my God. I'm so glad you asked a question like that because I've got a thought, but not on that. Oh, this is great. So your question again is what? People that know a lot of languages, do they make up their own languages? People that know a lot of languages, do they make up, like put them all together? Yeah. Like talk Ewok or like what Star Wars does and they put a bunch of languages Yeah, like together. mix English with French and Canadian. Yes. No, why would they do that? No, no, no. Why would you not do like, that? Like slur words. Is that what you're talking about? Or just in general? Like, you, like I've, I'm French, Canadian, German, but i am got this new language called French, Canadian, German. Yeah, something like that. No, they don't do that. But they Wait. probably use slang words. Like, if you normally talk French, you might throw in a German slang. Like, Wait. Nate's probably starting to talk Spaniard now because he's down there. So, he'll talk half English, and then he'll learn words every day, and he'll be like, you know, hey, man, that looks great. That must be a... Taco. <laughs> <laughs> That's Spanish for taco. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no in general. Nate? Yeah, I'm going to say no as well because if you speak a bunch of languages and you make up a language, nobody else can speak it. So kind of defeat the purpose. Like you yeah. couldn't talk to anybody with it. You'd have to get together with other people that knew languages also and you make your own language. Yeah. So yeah. here's why I'm excited about the language question. Um, when we were in the Bahamas, I, you know, there's people from all over speaking all kinds of languages and stuff. And, you know, the old saying is like English is the universal language. Most people in the world have some English, like they'll speak English, even if they're whatever, they'll speak English. But I don't think that's true. That English is the most, is the universal language. Uh, do you know what the answer to that would be? And I know this is factual. You will never misunderstand someone if you speak this language. I don't care where you live in the world. And this is what people, this is very important. This is like Socrates and shit. Because if people listen to this and understand, everybody might get along. Because don't you get annoyed sometimes? You know, Nate, maybe not. He's a little bit, I know I do. You call up customer service and you get somebody that you can barely understand. Now, first thought is like, oh, I'm racist because I can't understand him and it pisses me off, right? 
Well, not necessarily. I want to talk to Why are you hiring these people? I can't understand this customer service drives me nuts, drives me insane. But if everybody spoke this language, nobody would have that problem. Everybody would get along. What's the language? Uh, Latin. Le- Lebanese? No. Latin. Latin, no. Oh, really? Chinese. Chinese, no. Spanish? No, not Spanish. Italian? No, you're done. You only get okay. one. <laughs> Sorry. Portuguese. No, you only get one, so. Text. The language of texting. If everybody spoke text that everybody would understand each other. Think about that. You've got to call customer service. No, 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 no. You text customer service. And there are some companies that do that. Delta does that. And it's because you're not getting a hold of them on the phone. But you can text Delta and you'll get a response. Um, Apple's the same way. They do it. There's a couple of them that do that. It's great. You know, they'll give you options, A, B. You say what you have to say. They eventually go to somebody that is actually a live person. You know, if you keep hitting representative, if everybody spoke text, everybody would get along that much better. Isn't that crazy? That's a great Socrates, isn't it? Uh, it's not a language because if you're texting, <laughs> you are probably texting in English, which is a language. I know, but that's that's why it's a twisty twist. It's I understand it's not a language, but that's that's kind of the haha funny part of it. It's a language. Well, most of the the businesses here do text. They do WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, but if it's a place that doesn't speak English. I can text them in English and they will respond to me in Spanish saying, I don't know what you're talking about. So oh. it, that doesn't really help there. Well, then they're dumb. They're, they're, they're not on the right. <laughs> they're, 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 their phone should do that for them. You know, see translation kind of thing. You know, I mean, like I'm a big fan of Zelensky on Instagram. I don't speak Ukraine or whatever the hell he speaks, but I just hit that little grayed out see translation. And I totally know what Zelensky is doing. That you is know, nice. You know, Zelensky is Jill. Uh, is that the president of Ukraine? Smart girl. She knows sports, beer, and Zelensky. I try to keep up with <laughs> And the Ukrainian times. presidents. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> terrible times over there. Hi, my name is Jill. I'll take Ukrainian presidents for 500, please. <laughs> uh, oh, a daily double. Okay, this is under the category of everything that starts with fuck shit. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Uh, I apologize for cursing in front of your... Do you not realize you cuss so much? No, honestly. All right. Well, I, I'm a very honest... I work at a brewery. I can't help it. I understand that. Yeah, did you know you're at the Hamptons, guys? Well, yeah. there's a time... I mean, like, it was... I learned this lesson the hard way. And, and I know when I learned this lesson. I used to do, you know, go out, the radio guy hosting events all the time. And especially when I got into rock radio, I just cussed because I knew I could. And I didn't think anything of it. And there was one summer, this is a long, long time ago, I'm hosting these uh, summer concerts for Nokia. Um, It tells you how long ago it was. Nokia Summer Concert Series for MTV. And this was when bands like Cold and Evanescence and Flyleaf, those types of bands were just coming on the music scene. And they were part of the performance. The Ataris and all these these bands were performing. And I was the guy for all these concerts throughout the summer to go and curtain jerk the crowd. And because it was a live TV taping, um, there was like eight pages of copy that I had to read verbatim. And the the MTV guy, the stage manager from MTV was this British guy, older guy. He'd been in the business for a minute, you could tell. Very nice, very cool. And so I asked them if they would roll some tape. So I had some for my demo reel, right? To me on stage in front of people. And he said, absolutely. You know, he did it. So I'm out there and I'm reading this and I'm having fun with the crowd and, you know, and then, and he gives me the tape, a VCR tape. 
And I go back and I watch it and I was embarrassed because almost every other word out of my mouth was fuck on stage, you know, in front of 2,400 people. And it was just like, that's disgusting. It's just not even cool. It's not even funny. You know, so that's when I learned there's a right time and place for the fuck shits. You know, you just got to do, you just can't, there's got to be an inflection and the insertion and the penetration. And it's just got to be a right time for it. You know? Yeah. And uh, a backyard crab boil in Georgia, not the time to cuss guys. What do you think? Apparently, geez. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate you getting my back on this. Right? Whatever, Nate. Yeah. So, well, you learn, you know, next I'm time. Kidding. You're not banned. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. See, I can redeem myself next time. So, I don't know about you. Yeah. Good luck. Next time you and August come over, you know, um, you just know, you know. So, anyway, that's it. All right. Uh, podcastthebs.com. Uh, today starts a new chapter in, uh, in the podcast, which is cool for you premium two percenters, you subscribers. Uh, you're getting a bunch of stuff now, commercial free episodes, bonus shows, bonus episodes, uh, exclusive giveaways and more. So look for an email from me sooner than later. And you can subscribe by going to podcastthebs.com. If you're a non-subscriber right now, but now have the opportunity to listen to the show, which we appreciate. We hope that you follow on us all social media, uh, subscribe to YouTube. That's free. Of course, follow us on Facebook. You can, uh, get in on the two percenters, uh, private Facebook group. You just got to ask for an, in, um, uh, invite and we'll let you in uh, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All that stuff. Follow us. We have a great, we've built a great community in such a short period of time. We really want you to be a part of it. Uh, so that's cool. And if you decide to to subscribe, then that's great. And, and and you get access to all the other stuff. But if not, you know, you get the episodes at least uh, Monday through Friday now, which is cool. So, all right. Nate, you got anything before we get out? Zero fucks in front of grandma. There you go. All right, Brandon. Get rid of your old TV remotes. Why not? Jill, you got anything? Uh, don't stick your finger in dolphins' blowholes. Look at that. She learned <laughs> something. That's good. She picked up on it. Nicely done. Def August. Uh, being a gentleman never goes in a style. I don't know what you said, but I agree. All right. <laughs> Have yourself a great, safe, fresh day. Thanks for listening. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastbs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.